guys and girls, and welcome to episode 138 of the F Reality Podcast, the number one virtual reality gaming podcast available on the interwebs. We hope you're all having a nice weekend despite the lockdown, but we've got an epic show lined up for you today. In the news, we're going to be discussing fresh rumors from Bloomberg about the next generation Oculus Quest. Very, very juicy indeed. PSVR has had an epic week of announcements with some hints at new VR motion controllers in the works for a PSVR 2. We have an interesting interview with one of the team from VR Chat about memes, the community, and the virtual market 4. And finally, Zim has got some releases for you to get excited about in VR next week. So, before we get into those juicy, juicy VR topics, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy's finally escaped from City 17, barely making it out alive. Fresh from a fight with the G-Man himself, Snaithy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually, um, I'm actually a little bit sad that my series of Half-Life Alex is over. Although I'm also excited, of course, for for the upcoming game. But I thought you meant that you'd be actually be able to play something else for a change. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not done yet. No, no. Oh. I'm like just getting started, man. Oh wow! I, yeah, no, um, but um, it's it's funny that you mentioned you know City Seventeen because I I wanted to like you know highlight my uh, my series because I've been working on it for so long uh, now. Mm. Of course, everyone has has played Half Life Alex by now, but the reason why I'm done just now on video is because um, I did a cinematic series, and that means that I played a game in a way where. It's 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 nice to watch like it's a movie, um, mm-hmm. and and that results into let's say you know the way I move in the game. I'm not you know uh, playing the game casually. It's it's more like you know keeping in mind that there are viewers, that there are people watching it, so it's easy to 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 uh, see what's going on, right? And and that takes that takes time. Um, and um, next to that, I was able to pretty much cover everything this game has to offer that makes it unique that makes it stand out um so we're talking about you know hidden secrets easter eggs uh, certain gameplay mechanics uh you know playing around with the physics uh, testing out everything that is possible uh, with 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 this engine mm-hmm. um and and you know diving deeper into the story talking about what could be you know happening next or like really taking people you know with you on this adventure uh we we have a question from the chat actually about that Uh, aspen darkfire asked uh do you play act as alex you know like um well it's like the 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 video series i did is not necessarily me role-playing as alex although there are moments where i feel like i am alex and then i also respond with her to certain things sometimes we had the same reaction at the same time that's do kind you of identify funny. as nathan or do you identify as alex <laughs> yeah that's a good one it's like a mix Identity you know crisis. sometimes i play the game as myself and then i talk about things i, I like or, or things that i you know want to want to uh, share but it was a mix of of two um but but i'm very i'm very proud of this this series um and um you know if if you want to see someone play it in a way you have never seen before, because I feel like it's the only series on YouTube of someone playing it the way I did. Uh, because most, and I understand, you know, you want to play it casually, you want to enjoy the game, you don't want to, you know, think about where your head goes and where your hands are, you know, and, and how your aim is and things like that. Um, but with mine, it was all super, super duper uh, 
important. Uh, and, and that's also the reason why I, you know, could like go on on this podcast about Half-Life Alex forever, because you know all the ins and the outs, because you want to make sure you don't miss anything, right? So... Mm. Uh, and the game really lends itself to that as well. If you remember the oh, trailers, yeah. they were so cinematic mm-hmm. and they actually used like special constructions in order to keep the hat movement as smooth uh-huh. as possible, which is kind of neat yeah. that, you know, these kind of trailers yeah. are now being made in virtual reality. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and the way you kind of played it, it was like choreographed, you know, like a, you know, you, you planned everything out. You, you know, you, you want to pull the door open and yeah, catch yeah, the yeah, grenade yeah. through the door window. And, and, and those cinematic set piece moments, you know, were difficult. And, and having, you know, understanding how you played it that way is difficult because you have to reset the scene every time if you get it yeah, wrong. Yeah. And that's what people don't see, of course. No, they no, just no, see no. the final slick no, production, no. you know. I, I can tell you one one moment where it, it took me like ages to, to get that right was like, um, so... You know, after a while, you have done things the same way, and then you're like, how can we spice it up, right? So, for example, I just waited out headcrabs while they were jumping at me and then shooting them right at the, you know, the moment it was about to, like, you know, grab my face and then, like, shoot it in half. But then the next moment is like, can I maybe also, you know, use a chair to, you know, uh, tame a headcrab and throw it through the window? Well, that's stuff that takes, like, ages to do or where you have an ammo crate and you want to destroy it and then loot the ammo but you could just do it the way everyone did it right just throw it grab your stuff or shoot it done but i was like what if i just throw it in in the air and then shoot it and then there are like two clips in there and i catch them with both hands but it's like stuff that takes me like 30 minutes to do because you know there's always something in the way um so yeah I i can totally recommend you know this this series uh and and you know if you have played the game um then it, it it's very enjoyable it's very cool to to watch and you're gonna learn a lot of new things as well and i think as well like traditional youtube content creators won't necessarily understand that extra layer of creativity that you can input into a video when you're playing a mm-hmm. vr title because it really is your body movements compared to like someone else's that you're just controlling yeah. through a keyboard and mouse yeah. so you can really inject a lot of your own personality yeah. into that that's content true. you know that's true um, and, so, and, yeah. and 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 for me this series was like to document the future of gaming this is like a major title we're never gonna forget this was the one half life vr game that we all were waiting for of course there will be more but this was the first one and i think that's that's special and should be celebrated and that's why i documented it from start to finish and i just appreciated everything from it you know from the story to the visuals gameplay audio everything everything and also thank valve at the end for you know pushing us to the next level for you know bringing us closer to vr going mainstream because we have said this many times before we should be so happy that valve is on board yeah yeah. So before we move on, how many hours have you got logged into Half-Life Alex now? I I think I have 140. Um, but now wow. since I have, uh, you know, finished the, the campaign and also played some mods, I can now also do other things with Half-Life. Yeah. So you're going to see more Half-Life on my YouTube channel for sure. There are so many cool mods. You know, you have like uh, Brad Lynch's uh, Crash Course, for example, that mm-hmm. I want to cover. Uh, there are so many cool things that you can get and i'm sure you mentioned it last time that there is a website where you can go for months so. yeah i'm actually going to be talking about it as my highlight actually, okay so I'll save it nice save it i was gonna yeah. say nathan you talking about this reminds me of uh uh the rooster teeth guys and when they like first stepped into machinima and how many grueling hours they'd spend you know with an xbox controller and halo trying mm. to get the grenade toss right or whatever uh the right positioning of the characters yeah. and not only doing that the first time 
but actually having to revisit that you know, like 10 years later for like the 10th anniversary oh. where they specially upgraded it, having to get all the angles yes. of the characters right. Cause you know, like super fans are going to pick on you like crazy if you don't. Um, but I thought I found that very interesting, but it's, it's even, it's multiplied now. And that's the point Mike was making. Like yeah. you, you can do anything. I'm just still, I remember we had a chat about this, Mike, when we first met, I, I'm surprised someone hasn't done a more hardcore, totally off the wall, like creative, like machinima series focused mm. on, one game or a series of games, but it's rather the characters that you connect with, you know? Uh, I think the closest we've got to that right now is like Josh Dubb and the boys. Yeah, his crew. You know? Yeah, the boys, yeah. exactly. They're, they are definitely the closest, but yeah. I don't see many. And I was expecting but, to see but, like oodles of these because it's but, already been proven that it works very well and the internet loves it. So Yeah, but it, that's, mm. that's also uh, the reason why is also because VR is so new and most games don't offer certain tools to do that, you know? It's yeah. same with like Half-Life Alyx. I think that it's, is a big it's, thing. It's yeah. me getting creative with, you know, the, the way I play the game. It was more me moving in a certain way than it was, you know, using certain camera angles and stuff because those aren't present. You know, I didn't get the tools to, you know, uh, change my field of view to to a way where it looks extremely cinematic or, you know, I color corrected everything myself. I moved the way I moved, you know, I, I, I was able to master the thumbstick like no one else because, you know, the thumbstick in combination with your head movements that's so hard it it you know you, you you can never master that it's just super hard you just got to do it and hope for the best and i also think that uh, you know the tools that are present in game just not a lot of games support that uh, you have pavlov vr chat where you have a full body mm. but a lot of games where you decouple the camera you literally see nothing except for like a floating head or something like that yeah um, so i do think that that is something that in case like developers start and putting that yeah. more into their games, then I yeah. think that you will see more that's of that true. kind of stuff. So yeah, that that's my like my half life uh, adventure. But uh, yeah, I, I really really enjoyed it, and I am planning to go back and play the other half life games because, you know, I'm fr I'm from '94. You know, I didn't grow up with half life. For me, half life is not only this. You know, one of the best video games ever made, but for me, it's it's more like one of the best VR games ever made, and that mm. really, uh, you know, kickstarted this whole like future of, of video games what you should do is you should play them in backwards order now you know oh. you start with the, the, the latest one you should play <laughs> that's gonna be weird man <laughs> yeah. no no you shouldn't do that um but yeah enjoy because you know if it's your first time uh playing as gordon then you yeah. think you're gonna really enjoy it oh for um, sure yeah uh so anyways let us know in the chat what you have played as well uh, i think yeah. you legitimately need i think if you're gonna be legit you need to go back and you need to play with the og graphics not the hd models that came oh. in later because mm. it's a totally different experience to see those like old golden eye hands and everything oh. on the characters it is <laughs> <laughs> special yeah break out your old voodoo graphics card you know get oh. rid of your 2080 ti <laughs> oh my god you don't need that anymore yeah uh but nice awesome glad to see that you uh you finish a series though yes. really uh really cool and like you said it is an achievement you know doing something oh, for so it long it feels it feels like it yeah nice uh so this next guy he eats pixels for breakfast he eats sleeps and breathes gaming and loves to explore all the metaverse has to offer it's vr streamer zimtok5 how you doing and what's been your highlight this week dude my uh my highlight <laughs> was uh, parenting tips 101 for <laughs> for anyone no i being the only uh dad here mm. i um I, I i this was a struggle week for me i had three shows out of my four canceled and it was like uh it's one of those weeks you have weeks where you're like so glad to be a father and there's weeks where you're like 
why did I ever do this? You know, but um, <laughs> but anyway, it all it always comes full circle around. You end up loving everybody again. But there are tough times. And this week was like one of those like I had three nights in a row where I was there. Green screens up, lights going, all that kind of stuff. And like literally five minutes to go. Three shows in a row. It's a bit ball breaking. So, you know, those interruptions, they happen. But um, finally, yeah, yesterday I got a chance to play Pixel Rip. We'll talk a little bit about that maybe later on as um, I cover it in the releases. But uh, my sure. highlight would be uh, we, we have our monthly, um, uh, what we call Zim Racing, which is Sim Racing in the Desert of Corsa. And um, I, I even did a second bout of that later uh, in the middle of the week. And, and it's just so much fun to drive. I don't know what it is about, uh, about VR. And it's kind of like... You can look at the different pockets, people who play Elite Dangerous or Flight Simmers. Um, but people, once you get into that, I remember Mike making the transition at one stage where it's like you people will look at you funny because it's like, OK, they're the ones who were like in their special corner. They got the special equipment and like we leave them alone. But I think they look funny anyway. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but like once you once you get into it and it's just it's that extra level of immersion and, and the social aspect of gaming for me has always been a really important one. And I think that you know, six going on seven years into VR. Like I'm, I'm still kind of frustrated that it's not smoother. And I know we're talking a little bit about that later in, in a few topics we're talking about today, but I kind of, you kind of wish that there was less friction with VR social at the moment. Like you just flip the headset on and oh my God, there's two or three people hanging out and you can just connect, but oh. it doesn't work that way today. And oh. so for me, the closest thing is taking this clunker age old game, Assetto Corsa you know, which is like one of the, it's like a Skyrim or something like that. So easily modded, like a huge landscape. You could ride in like in, in lawnmowers if you want. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've been asked to do that. As you guys know, I'm a server admin as well. But just being able to do that and have, have fun. But then there's like stuff in that that I know Rowdy would gripe about and we always talk about, which is like, I'm in my car, you know, I'm in my car. And this is like being being in a, in a film, like a race film, one of those dragster films. And I can't even turn my in-game character head to look oh. at the other racer, right? And it's like these simple, simple things. Or see their, you know, their hand out on the wheel, like give you that real like bro style immersion. Um, we don't have that today. So you want to feel it. You want it to feel more alive. Yeah, it, it just and like the social side is great. You guys know it. You can take a shite game and you can pump it up with a friend or a couple of buddies or whatever, mm. and it's so much better. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and actually, it's a bit like Mystery Science Theater 3000. You can get loads of fun and comedy out of that. And that's I think, what I get um, out of this, like, monthly connection. And it's just, for me, it's, like, it's become a religion. Yeah. That's a large part. It's become yeah. a religion. And I, I don't know. I'm curious, like, what do you guys do for your, you know, social VR go-to? I was curious to kind of ask that, bounce that social question around. VR game too. I don't really have one because I'm, I'm not really a sociable person, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, I, I prefer uh, experiencing stuff on my own, you know. Um, I, I love just getting engrossed into a story and uh, exploring a, a single-player story game. You know, I'm not... Like, this, this is the thing. Like, everyone this week has been saying, oh, go and check out Echo VR on Quest. And, you know, I think it's probably going to be amazing on Quest because it's wireless, but yeah. I just... Don't, I'm not that competitive guy, and yeah. I'm I'm not that kind of social guy either. Like every now and again, I'll dive into like Pavlov. I'll have a great time, but yeah. I don't have that urge to keep going back to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I still remember you when can... we did Firewall. That was amazing. That was yeah, really like good. it was an amazing experience. But I, it, I don't can, crave it can it. feel like also like like a certain pressure to it because you're playing with strangers and you you mm -hmm. you have to interact with them because you know it's an online multiplayer. And then the fact that uh, you also have to perform. Uh, mm. That that's like two things that you have to you know 
spin around all the time in your brain. Yeah. Well, you know, as you said, like if you invite Zim, it's way more chill because you know him. It's like, yeah, I can just be myself to a certain degree. I feel like if you are playing on a high, you know, mm. difficulty or whatever, you got to kind of step up your... And that is Echo, actually. That, well, yeah, Echo yeah. Is, uh, you like step sweaty, Echo. sweaty hands, sweaty hands. Here we freaking go. Let's it's like walking down to the Bronx, right? And just like saying to some of the dudes and being like, hey, can I get in on the next basketball game, Lance? And they just like look at you, you know, long yeah. drawn look. And you're like, uh-oh, I know what I'm in yeah. for. Yeah, but like, it's nice. And you guys already know know my answer to that Does question. It start with yeah. a P? I hate people. Does it start with a P? I hate people in general. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm with Mike on that one. I love playing with people that I know, but uh, if it's people that I don't know, then I'm always a little bit like, nah. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. really find it that much fun. YouTubers. But it's nice, you, it's nice you've got that um, sanctuary, though, that you can always keep going back to. You know you know that, you know what you know what to expect. You know you have your regular people in there. You know, it's, it's a weekly hangout. You've been doing it for so long now, so it's nice that you've got it. it but I got to yeah. say, there is a guilt factor to it. I'll tell you why. VR came along, and at the time, I was running a, uh, a gaming community um, called Spider, and I was like, guys, don't worry. VR and the streaming thing, like, you guys mean more to me than VR. Fast forward five or six years later, <laughs> community's dead. I'm, uh, yeah. I am to shame. <laughs> but there are still remnants, and as you say, I, yeah. I like that. It's, it's a nice, you know, it's a nice uh, respite from everything else. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Nice. If you want to join him, you know, just feel free to uh, reach yeah. out to Zim. I'm sure he'll welcome you with open arms if, you, uh, if you're into that sort of thing. In instructions uh, if, if you, you like want people. and you want to download tracks and stuff. It's just zimtalk5.com slash AC for a set of Corsa. Or like well, the weather we've been having in the UK, air conditioning. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So uh, next up, you can take the scientist out of the lab, but you can't take the lab out of the scientist. He's the big brain of the podcast, of course. Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? You're right. I actually, I, I changed my name. My name is now X Ash A Twelve Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So uh, I wish to be introduced like that from now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, I'm doing all right. I actually had a, a pretty good week. Uh, the sun has been shining. It's been very warm here. Temperatures have been rising, uh, and I'm enjoying it because it probably won't last when I when I finally reach Canada. Um, but I did manage to book a flight this week, hey, and nice. that was uh, sadly enough my highlight. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the highlight is the is the is the game that you played with the uh, the lady from Canadian Airs to try and get a flight. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the back the back and forth uh, emailing and uh, and and calling. Yeah. But uh, no, that that's the thing actually that that I have been busy with this week is trying to book a flight, and it seems as if uh, this time is going to work out. Of course, I need to keep my fingers crossed mm. because uh, I'm only going to cheer when I finally get yeah. there. Uh, but yeah. When, when you I mean, when you say like we'll reaching. See. You know, Canada. I just like comes up in my mind where you try to make a rubber yeah. boat or like a boat out of like ice cream sticks and and and, yeah. and try to get to the other side. I think it would be easier to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. than to do it would take a while, but than to do it like that. Now, I mean, it's it's been crazy like uh, these past couple of weeks or months, even uh, especially for me since everything was yeah. like planned. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm 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 very comfortable. My my. New little cave. <laughs> it looks nice. Here. Yeah, uh, yeah looks, I'm actually gonna miss it. Better, it, it I think it looks better great. than where I came from. <laughs> You're just gonna have to screenshot it and use a green screen in future. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So out of uh, out of ten, you know, if you was to rate, uh, you know, Real Life Simulator 2020, how would you rate it so far? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say they have to go back to the drawing. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, nice one. But glad glad to hear that you've got a flight and that you'll be on your way to Canada uh, fairly soon. But hopefully, you're still going to be on the show, so you know, don't worry. Yeah, yeah Rowdy's yeah, not going anywhere. Um, so my name is Mike, uh, host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. But before we get into what I played this week and my highlight, uh, let's uh, pass over to the chat and see what they've been up to. Yes. So we have uh, Wato UK, who uh, watched a few movies in big screen. Also, what you can do in mm. big screen is watch us. It's also like mm. a movie. Oh, nice. nice segue. It's like a real life soap kind of thing, you know? Mm. Uh, <laughs> right? Sometimes wait, 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 it can who's be. Who's sleeping with who? Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, man. <laughs> this is not <sighs> good. Yeah. So uh, then we have uh, Verge Chill VR, who played Puzzling Places on mm. SideQuest. And more No Man's Sky. Uh, it's still, you know, uh, No Man's Sky is still very popular. Then oh, we have nice. Zippon, who has been playing around with Gravity Sketch on Quest. It's like everything can be played on Quest. It's like I should just just be saying, you know, they played it and the, it's all on Quest. Done. That's it. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, we also have Johnny Wells who played Echo VR, and uh, of course Pavlov. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have Micro Flash who played the same game as Rowdy, the VR Life Simulator. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Let let's know what you think of of of, of your uh, version of it. Um, and then we have. Uh, m- m- is it like Mike? Michaeli? Michaeli VR? It's like a version of Mike, but then different. Interesting. <laughs> um, so he uh, or she jumped into Ancient Dungeon VR. Mm. The beta is taking over my life. And Alex still. Okay. Nice. And that was a good but, suggestion from last week, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. I think oh. so. I can't it, wait till that goes full. Nice. I, I can't wait. It's on itch, by the way, Ancient Dungeon VR for those who yeah. want to look free, for something right? nice and indie. And yeah, free, obviously. Yeah, for yeah now. it's free. For now. <laughs> For now, yeah. So play it very quickly before it isn't free anymore. Um, and then last but not least, we have Gaming Science Teacher, who checked out Jurassic World Blue, which just came out to the Quest. Uh, and, and that's great, because, you know, it's from Felix and Paul Studios. You all know I love this studio. Um, and they brought some other 360s, uh, too. They make, like, the best 360s ever. They look great. So, yeah, definitely check them out. And also free, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, she also played uh, eleven table tennis with family members. Nice, yeah. nice. That's I actually way to met do it. Felix and Paul um, at OC seven, uh, OC six. Yeah, it's like I bumped we, into them. I, I'm randomly. so jelly. That was that was, so that was surreal, really surreal. Yeah, I love their stuff. Yeah, are really they like cool Penn moment. and Teller or something? Like, is one like really short, one really tall? <laughs> It, and that was the thing. I was like, "Are you Felix or are you Paul?" <laughs> no, it's like a studio, mini, mini, like, which one has the camel Felix. again? I can't. They, they, they were super nice, super nice. Um, so let me talk about my highlight this week. And Nathie kind of touched on it briefly uh, with what he played. And um, uh, it's actually a mod uh, of Half Life Alex, and it's called Crash Course. Now this is a single player mod uh, created by friend of the channel, uh, sadly but Bradley, and this is one of the first story mods we've seen. So it's pretty impressive, uh, especially when you consider that the official tools haven't been released yeah, especially uh, that, by yeah. Valve yet. Yeah. Uh, but people are making single player story content, which is incredible, and this is one of the first ones. So in this uh, <laughs> mod, you play the role of an underground biologist studying zen creatures for the purpose of helping the resistance oh, uh, that's probably what i would do yeah wait you know, name of this is crash course mike yeah crash course yeah back in hell it's a left for dead name uh, sorry 
Yeah. Um, so the Combine have found out about your uh, your deeds. They're knocking at your door, trying to stop what you're up to, and your objective is to escape the war-torn area filled with creatures and Combine soldiers. Now, the mod itself probably takes about half an hour, I would say, to finish. Yeah. Uh, so sort of half an hour more single-player sort of story uh, content. Hmm. It includes, like, scripted uh, scenes, large open areas, got intense firefights with, like, combine soldiers and it's also got puzzles in there as well um also loads of resin to collect to upgrade your oh. weapons just like the original game which is great yeah. um and i checked it out recently and i played it all the way through to the end uh, i won't spoil anything but the end is really really cool uh, it does pay off um and i just think it's worth mentioning because i think if you've completed the game like nathy and and me or like you completed multiple times now and you're looking for more content yeah. uh you just want to go back and shoot some combine in a new setting then mm. it's free you know go check it yeah. out um, Brad is actually working on his second mod right now, which again is going to be more story content. So expect more content from him soon. Uh, but if you're interested in checking it out, these mods are available for free. You can download them and get the instructions on how to install them, uh, which is super simple from alexmods.com. It does set the trend further. Like, you know, like the original Half-Life had like a badass scientist. And now again, we have like a badass scientist in this, uh, you know, scientists do pretty well in Half-Life, I have to say. I do have a question though. Like um, when you say story mode, like I, I'm trying to imagine how that how that kind of works in a, in a mod. Is that through uh, things that you find like papers or is there actually I was like, thinking the like same. Is it voice or breathy voiceovers there... from, from Sadly But Bradley? Cause <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, no. it's a little erotic then. You know? No, no breathy voiceovers and no uh, like scripted event, like no scripts or anything that you can read or paper that you can read the story. It's just set up from like the page that you download the mod from. Oh. And obviously, when you play the oh, okay. when you play, it, you understand why things are here. And yeah, like yeah. the story. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Environmental yeah. storytelling. That's it. Yeah, environmental storytelling. Good, good point. It's, it's funny, like talking about scientists. Uh, you know that I've heard a lot of people say that Mike actually sounds like this one scientist that screams in the first game. And then, you know, when I when I looked it up, because I was like, you know, people always say, like, you sound like all kinds of stuff. Like, I sound like that, you know, that that uh, that Mauser rat from Anastasia. I don't know why, but I, that's, that's not true. The because I, from Anastasia. Yeah, I don't know wow. what his name is, but I Bartov, Bar, Barkov, Bartov the Great. Wow. I don't no, know, I'm but, doing off the show. No so I, anyways, about. let's not go too off topic into that kind of stuff. But I, I, I was looking it up, and I can actually say it's true. Mike does yeah. sound like this scientist. Mike, Mike, can you do it for us? I, I, just, I, just go, just, just let, just blow It's like a very cute scream that he does. I don't know. I can't. I can't. He's like, ah, you're just gonna, have, ah. you're just gonna have to watch the, uh, the, the like the my half life <laughs> playthrough video. Like, yeah. the, it, I, I do it more in the in the the, the go no the quest version of the half life mod. So if you want to watch that, amazing. you'll see it. <laughs> I love um, it. But yeah, so that's uh, Half-Life Alex Mods. Go check it out, alexmods.com. Let's go straight into the news. So first bit of news this uh, week is super, super juicy. Uh, an article from Bloomberg was published this week with supposedly leaked information about the next Oculus Quest that's currently in development right now. Um, this leaked information apparently came from a source close to Facebook and provides some details on what we maybe can expect from the next Quest headset. So the plan is I'm going to read some of the key points from the article and then we can kind of discuss our thoughts on each section. Section. So I'll do the little introduction. So this is how they start the article off. 
The social networking giant is working on multiple potential successes to the Quest. Some models in advanced testing are smaller, lighter, and have faster image refresh rate for more realistic content, according to people familiar with the matter. These headsets also have redesigned controllers, said the people who asked not to be identified discussing unannounced <laughs> projects. The company hasn't finalized which new version of the Quest it will release, and the final product may have different features. Facebook originally planned to launch the new model at the end of 2020 around its annual Oculus Connect conference, but the coronavirus pandemic could delay the headset from shipping until 2021, the people said. So let's talk about that bit first, because mm. this would suggest that this headset's obviously in development, mm. maybe multiple headsets in development simultaneously. They haven't quite chosen the final form yet, but it's gonna. it was potentially going to be due for release at the end of the year mm. at Oculus That's Connect. Early, no? But this is the thing. Like, I think it's unlikely that that probably was ever going to happen because historically that's never happened, right? Um, normally, Connect is an event where they announce products and then they release them much later, mm. normally sort yeah. of what? eight months later. Or, yeah. or you it's still usually have... separated by half a year, announcement to release at that's minimum. True. Well, yeah. you know, GDC didn't happen, so we don't know what could have, you know, been there because the Rift S was, you know, the first time we, sh we actually could try it was at GDC, right? And it's a good point because the information that uh, originally leaked around the Del Mar codename, which mm. was through the Oculus developer portal, which we discussed previously mm. on the show, was yeah. around GDC. Yeah. So it could have been that it was going to be unveiled at GC GDC and then sold and released, you know, as, as a final headset uh, at Oculus Connect. Potentially, maybe that was the case. But I think certainly now that things have changed, we'll likely see an announcement at OC7, uh, OC7 release this time next year. Mm. Yeah, um, interesting. Um I don't know. It, it, it's bizarre. I mean, you guys know I've been pitching for a long time on the revision of the Quest uh, because I still think that Oculus is following in Apple's footsteps in a mm. number of things. So everything from their advertising strategy, pricing approach, release strategy. It just seems like they're just mimicking, right? And that seems to be working for them. Do you so think it's I likely expect that to continue? That they so do you think it's likely that they'll they would have released one by the end of this year? <sighs> I'm with I'm kind of with Mike on that one. I mean, it seems bizarre that they would have I mean, it makes sense for Christmas. That's the only thing that I can say. They might change their history because of the because the thing is, when you have something so popular as Quest, right? That's done so well out the gates. You want to sell more of it. You want to feed the demand. It's supply and demand again. Mm -hmm. So, I can see why it would make sense. Can we pull it back a quarter, sell an upgraded version? It's not a brand new product. Break the cycle. So I could buy it. But, but don't you think that um, considering the popularity of the Quest, mm. that they could easily run this Christmas still with this production, just amp it up, bring more Quests in and have the Quest 2 releasing the year after? Because mm. I think if they if they have a lot of Quests available by Christmas, the end of the year, that they'll probably sell them. But if you think um, if you think right now, like with manufacturing struggling, yeah. and if once that does ramp up again, they think, well, maybe we can just start trying out the new headset instead. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the question is, right, the things that, that drive a product's makeup is often the cost of the subcomponents. Like you said, the manufacturing capability. In other words, having the tooling, you've got your manufacturing flow ready, you've got your, you know, you've done your production runs for whatever, a month or two, everything's coming out all right, it's passing the meantime before failure tests, you're ready to launch, you get your FCC approval or whatever in, in market, and then you're good to go. Uh, so Rowdy, your, your question was, would it be possible that they would still launch that this Christmas? No, no, no. Or no? I, like, 
But my my it wasn't a question. I was just oh. like like wondering like isn't it smarter to wait for another year because the popularity of the quest is still so high mm. they could still easily go through this entire Christmas just selling a massive amount of quests. Of, of, of yeah, yeah. If, they, if they could cut a hundred dollars off the price tag and do that, no problem. Yeah. And they did that with Rift. They they hung out of the Rift for for, for multiple years, multiple mm. cycles, well past when they could have engineered to another version. Yeah. And they chose that's, not to do that. That's true, but but the, you know the only big difference now is that we are living in in a, in a world where a pandemic is going on so things that were yeah, usually so cool. logical are now different and they have for sure that's changed, the changed up their well. plans in some way but it, it yeah. also seems that this new headset will probably be sold side by side with the original quest well, as well it, and that, like that you say makes we'll, sense i mean yeah. i mean what what i think this new quest is going to be is like a revised version mm. but not like a completely like like we saw with the rift cv1 and then we got the rift s the Rift mm. S is like an enhanced version of the Rift. It's not yeah. crazy next gen, but it's it's still you know in the line above. And I think the the new Quest is gonna be the big brother of, but not yeah. a new you know family member. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be a, a Quest S. The, yeah. And that yeah. could the that, Quest S, that yeah. could make sense when I sort of read out some because more we, of they uh, don't what have we to. know. They don't have to yeah. yet. It's not like the Quest is not like ancient in any way. Yeah. Then again, there was a new mobile processor available yeah. as of recently. Th that, that was the point oh. that I was trying to make was um, because time has moved forward and the availability of those those uh, upgraded mm. subcomponents, yeah. uh, be, again, the price of those, again, I can't say they're going to have dropped as normally time would have suppressed that because, again, you've got this manufacturing cycle that's going to cause all these funky things to happen like nathan said it's chaos right now you can't guess what how many very with this many variables on on yeah. the change but yeah. i would su i would the suspect they, they would to... become available for cheaper uh sooner than that it might feel like because we've all been well, through a time teleport well, recently. It, but at the same time they now have the advantage of having the data of selling the original yeah. quest mm -hmm. so they probably know or have some kind of id like what kind of production they yeah. need to produce with the quest S or yeah. the Quest but 2 or whatever. Like a, you know, an upgraded version will be good for everyone because developers have been asking for more power. We as consumers have been asking for better comfort. I think mm. that's what it comes down to. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm fine with its resolution. I'm fine with its frame rate, mm. everything of that. I don't mind. Uh, comfort is like the main uh, yeah. thing that I yeah. want to change. If, of course, with that, they have the opportunity to then just change up everything and they shoot because it's smart um but then again who knows what they come up with mm. that that's the thing with these kind of products like that could be something that we don't even think of that they're actually trying to implement now or that we don't well, even think well, is possible let me go on to the next here. node here aren't we let me let me go into mm. more details of the yeah. of the article then because it does give some hints at what they're working on so it says mm. some versions in testing are 10 to 15 percent smaller than the current quest that's good. that in addition that's to being good. lighter yeah. so this makes the the more headset more comfortable to wear uh, and the existing model weighs 1.25 pounds which is too heavy for some users wearing the device for extended periods the models in testing are closer to a pound a person mm. said Wow. For the new Quest device, um, Facebook is testing the removal of the fabric from the sides and replacing it with more plastic like the current Oculus Rift S. It's also considering changing the materials used in the straps to be more elastic than rubber and Velcro currently used, according to people familiar I with the matter. I back in hope they get rid of the, the, uh, the Velcro because the Velcro is the number one failing point for me on the original CV1. Uh, the Go is kind of 
patchy right now, but I don't use it as heavily. And then I'm sure the quest will go as well. Velcro is hard to repair as well into those straps. Like you can do a sewing job on it, but I'd be well, glad to see wanna, that go. I wouldn't want to go back to an elastic head strap like the Go though. This is what they're suggesting, oh, like ditching oh, the rubber and going to elastic. I'm oh, like, I don't want that. No, but are, are they not talking about the connectors? You know what I mean? Like the um, uh, um, where where you resize it to. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't so thinking about like the back mount is, I agree with you, almost yes. ideal now. Like it's, it's yeah, very good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it, it says, yeah. That just make them detached. The materials, the materials is, a, is a point that's a point of feedback that keeps coming up. I see it all over the place on Reddit and that where they're saying my quest, how do I wash it? Like I'm sweating into this thing. Oh. It's sold as an exercise <laughs> device to some extent, like with the fabric. E- e- yeah, because it soaks yeah, out. E- yeah. Even if you, even if you have something like a VR cover on it, you literally permeate into the like base fabric yeah. of the of the headset. Mm. And what are you going to do? You can't put that in the yeah, washing the, machine. Well, you the, can the, try. The problem is like the inbuilt audio Once. is like right in between the straps that you can. You know, you can't just detach it right now. Uh, yeah. I, I think if they uh, if they stuff. The, the back with like you know foam like we have seen with other headsets i think that would be nice maybe they are going for like a psvr kind of style like the rift s they just use stuff from that uh i, I don't know or, and i don't like that strap maybe but we, that, we just we just need a headset that is not only 90 degrees uh 90 um uh <laughs> nine and a refresh rate of 90 but you can also wash it on 90 degrees, <laughs> 90 degrees. <laughs> yeah. uh, 90 90 with your yeah. sneakers yeah <laughs> They, oh my God. But, like they, they, they but, could also maybe shift the weight because I think the weight that the quest is as of right now is yeah it's quite heavy but it's also because it's all on the front of your head. Mm-hmm. Let's say the parts were on the side or on the back, that would be better. Um, people have been saying like yeah but then I can't watch a movie in bed. But how big is that you know group doing that? Uh, so yeah, the lying I, down it, it it matters actually. I noticed it quite. I mean you don't lie down a lot to be honest with a headset, like you say, right? It's the people who do sound self and, you know, watching films in bed True. or whatever. Like, I also don't know if they care really about that group doing that. Um, but I think there's a lot of people doing yeah, that. Thank you, Rowdy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but it's, but that, like, like the form factor, uh, yeah. I think, no they, comment. They, they've actually, since the Rift uh, launched, right? They've got a very good form factor. I think the Quest has one main problem, total weight of the headset and, 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 and front uh, the front load. Heavy. It's just, yeah. it's an imbalanced headset. And actually yeah. for me, yeah. I, I, I've talked about it before. I, I'm not hugely like welcoming if they move the battery to the back of your skull. Cause I'd like, and the, the charging port, like the, uh, charging the port is awkward port. as hell. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's a more balanced head strap is but what I want, want the two yeah. audio jacks to stay. Cause that's really cool. Uh, Fair for enough. creator reasons, they're, they're yeah. really handy. Sadly, we don't have any details on that, but we've got some no. details about refresh rate, which Rowdy touched on. So uh, they say that the updated refresh rate of the new Quest VR headset is at least 90 hertz, up from the current model's 60 hertz for movies, 72 hertz for most VR tasks, mm, making yeah. video games uh, and video uh, appear smoother. The company is testing some Quests with screens capable of displaying up to 120 hertz, but the company could cap this at 90 hertz to preserve battery life. Mm. Was it, wasn't the reason for the... Uh... The original refresh rate didn't have to do something with the processor? Uh, it was to do with uh, battery life. And I think Carmack touched on the fact that the current Quest could c- go up to 90 hertz, uh, mm-hmm. but they only got FCC approval for 72 hertz. So they would need to go and get reclassified. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. And he was hoping that some of the modding community would find a way to unlock it. Oh, yeah. He kind of hinted at that mm-hmm. during his uh-huh. keynote, but no one's done that yet. So. <laughs> well, Car- Carmack's disappointed. Well, well, yeah. well, most Come importantly, it, does, does this really 
well matter in, in the bigger picture for someone uh, because you know um, I don't mind to play a game on 60 I don't mind to play a game on 72 I don't mind playing a game on 90 no I, so, I don't think like I, I touched on this wow. in, my, in my video about this as well like between 72 80 and 90 there's very little difference and I think Rowdy did a whole yeah, uh, discussion yeah. about like refresh rates and how we perceive <laughs> pers uh, refresh rates in the headset but when you do get to 120 and four, 144 with the valve index certainly you do start to notice it more and things do become a lot smoother a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah. but what I was kind of thinking yeah, was if you double the frame rate of course yeah but again like when you go from 140 to 160 yeah you know you might notice a small difference but it's not going to be the same as being between 60 and 90 no or 60 and 80 for that no but like when you know the thing is diminishing returns yeah and battery life is a, is an issue when you're running a panel at 120 hertz the whole time you're you're eating away at battery life there so, so what i was kind of thinking was and i touched on this in my video as well was maybe that the standalone version of the quest will run at 90 but maybe if you use oculus link to connect it to a pc okay. then it can boost okay. up to 120 if that the sounds, panels are and I think like capable that, of that that's a really sensible approach to it as well design wise because i think again battery life for me is probably going to be again if i think about my two hour you know oculus go the difference with it being a three hour almost uh, oculus quest for gaming like that that that's a big step that's a big that's a material comfort step in terms of how long i want to be playing um if that if they could extend that to four hours at some point it'd be great but even for this revision i'd accept still the two two hours 45 or yeah. three hours like that's that's, that's fine but the, i think what you guys said as well like um you know in terms of resolution i'm happy with it because you know it's what 1600 by 1440 pixels per eye which is the same as the valve index offers of course the processor mm -hmm. of the quest is the limiting factor here it can't no. push like super super mm -hmm. nice graphics but uh like like the the index it can because it's connected to a pc of course yeah. but the resolution is there yeah, um, it's fine it's a trade-off yeah. like like you have to i mean you're when you when you're asking for something you're giving something away and that's what a lot of people don't realize like i remember back in the day you're like oh i'm gonna run quake at you know the best resolution with this massive monitor and then your video card's like i can't do it you know <laughs> i remember playing i think it was gta 4 when it launched it like 640 by 480 because my graphics card hadn't you know couldn't couldn't quite do it and that's what people have to realize you know you're working still off a mobile processor um and again this game looks so beautiful at two frames per second i'm with you like keep 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 the keep the keep the resolution keep the frame rate actually i'd be fine with 80 i'm not like nathy i'm not comfortable with 60 um but going to the 144 or 120 it's not needed for a mobile headset in my opinion because the benefit that you get from from not being tethered and not being able to drive that power into the headset that wireless i mean that is that is that's just mm. that's a game changer you know being so, able to so at this around. point so at this point we've got a uh, 10 to 15 percent lighter uh, no fabric on the outside new balanced headset mm -hmm. 90 hertz refresh rate standalone mode i do i do want to comment one yeah. thing on the on the thing that the Zim just said, uh, because I saw that Nimso and he also uh, said it in the chat, that it's not only about like the perceived flicker or the perceived like hertz that you get, but it's also, if you remember from the from the discussion back then, the, back then, the higher your refresh rate goes, the more natural kind of motion you will get. Because mm -hmm. of course, when we look with your eyes, you have a certain like unlimited refresh rate, mm -hmm. of course, because there's no refresh rate. Uh, and the closer we get to like a thousand or a plus thousands, hertz uh, kind of screens not interpolated of course but actually frames per yeah. second the more natural the movement will be and i think that's something that is important as well yeah. of course 
there's not a single graphics card out there that can run that, not even <laughs> no. on, on a PC. It's like it's but like it's ultimately where you want to go. The, the goal that we where you want. I'm having go a, to a flash forward here of like 80 year old Mike in a, in the care home going, "You you kids don't understand, and you were running <laughs> a, a thousand frames per second. We were running 72 hertz back in the day." <laughs> I'm not you I'm know. not joking. That is going to be a Game Boy moment know. where you look I back and you is. go, "That's a plastic brick how with no backlit screen." You're going to be like, yeah. "How the hell did you put that thing?" In front of your face and have any enjoyable well, entertainment whatsoever. Very but, curious in what uh, you know time capsule this podcast is going to end. But uh, okay, yeah, what, just what, put me on ice now. <laughs> I was going to say one other thing. One other thing, uh, just a comment was the fabric change. Like as much as I like a wipe down surface, I think it's more important to have thermal dissipation passively than having like fans. You know, the noise in the headset and whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, actually, although the cloth exterior is a problem for cleaning. I still prefer it over plastic for that reason. Mm. It lets heat out. I think as well, it's a, it offers it like a premium look and, and feel as well. You know, it feels nice. Initially, you know? until you, you know, not, your not genetics you care when you're wearing it. it. No. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I'm not going to miss it, I think. So um, I the other bits of the article suggest that the new headsets will have an IPD adjuster, which, you know, we, we all think should stay anyway. I think mm. we can all agree on that. Nice. Um, this is where things get kind of interesting um, because they talk about redesigned controllers. And this was uh, kind of touched on when the Del Mar leak happened from the Oculus developer portal because they suggested that new controllers were in the works, codenamed Jedi, right? Mm. Um, so they they say that they they say that Facebook is also working on a redesigned controller that is more comfortable and fixes a problem with the existing controller, which has a battery cover that sometimes slides off. Yeah. The new controller will be compatible with the current Quest, people said. So the battery cover, like you guys, we've talked about this before. It does slide mm-hmm. off when you're yeah. playing Beat Saber. You know, um, I use like uh, the the Mammoth grips you know so it, it's completely blocked it you can't sort of slide it off anymore but obviously most consumers won't do that <laughs> I, was gonna um, say, I fixed it by stop playing beat saber but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just fixed by gluing my entire oh no then i can't recharge my yeah. batteries wait but I, like, Oops. that's a double-edged sword i actually like how easy it is to get at those batteries and i, I don't like play be- and because i don't play beat saber every other game is fine it's just so the, it's just a beat saber problem the, for me. the original cv1 controllers again, had a magnet, m- magnetic slide, but they didn't slide off no, as, no, as, like... as much as these ones did. No. Um, yeah, I agree so with you. It, but remember, we so pointed it out when we all tried the Quest first with Beat Saber. Yeah. It's like, this is a problem. This is the but, one yeah. hardware problem. But, yeah. but, but just like the Quest, the controllers could be a revised version, lightly, yes. more completely, because Jedi sounds like this next level thing they're going to do later. I feel like yeah. they, they could, of I, course, you know, fix the battery, uh, you know, part. They could maybe make it even still lighter, like but a hand thing, I feel like the know? controllers were kind of, I don't know if they want to change that, but I felt they were kind of small for my hands, at least. They could mm-hmm. have been a little bit bigger to uh, like one size fits all, but sure. I don't know. Um, but I don't, I think it's too early for, for completely new, almost like, like, like kind of the index uh, controller side of like things. You know? I, I would like that personally. You yeah, know, I think uh, if they're going to totally, redesign them, totally, but you know, add, add some not. more sensors into the grip, you know, and have comparable yeah, yeah. Uh, experience with but, what Va- Valve are offering. But is it, oh, you know, so you mean like keep the kind of similar construct of the controller, but have it, instead of just having the capacitive sensor on the top bit, have it on the sides as well? Yeah, for Maybe a make grip. the battery door a bit weightier that, and solve yeah, that problem. That's not mentioned parity? in the article, by the way. That's yeah. just yeah, yeah. something that I personally it's would amazing. like. But does it make um, sense to start doing that now and roll that out for when maybe the not. Quest comes maybe out? Maybe not. I got um, a guess, though, on that Jedi thing. Yeah, go for it. I, I, I think the Jedi thing is, uh, again, what where does your mind go? Force powers, you know, using the force, this whole kind of thing. It's hands. 
hands as controllers. It's got to be with well. the Jedi thing. For me, it's like, got to be hands. I still think that this controller is something like you can do with the Valve Index. You can yeah. like let it go and it won't well, that, go anywhere. That's the feeling you I have. I mean? But, mm. but that, that's, that's where... I still think that is the case. But I think they're going to... I mean, they've already said this on stage. They're going to move away eventually from controllers in your hands to just using your hands. <laughs> and And some of the stuff that's out there now is like pretty impressive i never want to let go of controllers i, I don't agree think game, like game, buttons, gamers we won't I, and i agree because the analog stick and buttons like we're so comfortable but with it's that. like it's like a step by step you know like uh velvet yeah. controls is like hands-free gaming because you're you don't have to hold them they're like this is like 80 year old mike coming out again don't take my controllers <laughs> away from me <laughs> <laughs> no but like uh, this do sound like the half-life scientist yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go it came out um but one thing one thing i thought was interesting here was that um the controllers will be backwards compatible. So, you know, if, if you have an original Quest or you have an original Rift S, because the controllers work on both, mm. that you'll be able to upgrade the controllers to the new ones when they release. That, yeah. that kind of seems like a small bump though, right? Because if they're, the communication technology from this to the Quest isn't changing, the, the throughput need for bandwidth isn't changing. So yes, swap away. That makes total sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then the last bit of the article suggests that the headsets in testing have four external cameras just like what we have Quest now, hmm. versus five on the Rift S, six degrees of freedom, which lets users look around in any direction, walk through virtual space as they would in reality, and the new model will also still support the Oculus Link, okay. a cable that lets users connect the headset to a PC oh. for improved performance. I was I was hoping, and it depends on how expensive the headset becomes, because the more you add, you know, the more expensive it gets. Uh, of course, we have Facebook selling this under the, the price, so that's nice. Um, but I was maybe hoping for two extra cameras that will give you like an rgb see-through instead of this you know black and white one where yep. you can yep. have this ar kind of like uh experience wait, 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 mm -hmm. how, how Just, does how does stepping from four to six give you rgb i, I thought like the cameras themselves were were black and white essentially he's just saying two additional rgb cameras on yeah. the front plate in the middle yeah like uh like the vive pro looks like for example yeah. you know with the two in the middle mm. Okay. They're, they're just pass-through cameras where the others are tracking cameras. And, and what was the application you wanted that for, Nathie? Well, I mean, um, first of all, like setting up your play space once again, but also having what Rift S kind of has with this, you know, uh, dashboard that you can then spawn into your room. So kind of have this crossover of, you know, VR meets AR kind of. Yeah. So you can you can do that with Quest now, but I guess you just mean uh, in color. And yeah, in more, color, more realistic yeah. because it's yeah, kind of yeah. like you're in this dream state of I don't know. What yeah, you I know do. what you mean. <laughs> the yeah. software, the software fixing where they do the whole um, interpolation of what they think are 3D models. You know, you see that kind of funky like um, how would yeah, I describe I, it? Like, it's almost like, like a triangulation or um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything everything kind of goes a bit funky for a while ever since what December when they pushed that patch. But, but it's more the black and white thing you're talking about, Nathy, isn't it? It's like you, you want to see color. And exactly. Like and more like uh, higher resolution as well. Yeah, uh, it's needed. It's but needed. Uh, you know what I'm what like what Mike just all shared. What for me, it feels like is that everything that made the Rift as unique gets sucked out of its soul, put into this new quest. And that's just it. Like that's the headset yeah. that they're going to sell. PC yep. VR is going to shift into the quest and it's now both in one world they don't have to sell pc vr headset anymore it's very controversial i know yeah. but that's kind of what i think is yeah. going to happen and, and we have and also already seen that you know uh yeah. the, the the link cable of course the hand tracking that was only something that you could try on on quest 
content-wise, uh, Quest is is winning the most. Like I feel like Rift S is barely spoken about by by Oculus in yeah, general. But at the uh, same time, I I don't believe that Facebook even though they make less money off the Quest, is going to give up that share of the market. I, I also agree because they are the most popular headset on Steam. But they don't give discussed. it up because it yeah. becomes a PC VR headset and a standalone at the same time. I think what yeah. Nathan's oh, yeah, talking like about is, yeah. is actually so the coupling, like what it, Mike said, it, right? If you can yeah. link the into the headset yeah, it's a combination. So and not on the side hanging market. out like this, yeah, but maybe so jacket in the back, make it like a yeah, normal VR exactly. headset, then so, you've got dude, what like we talked about a year ago, right? You compete with two markets at the same time with a hybrid headset. It's it's amazing. Convertible. Convertible. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, I think you've got a point there. And, and certainly when I've mentioned this on Twitter, you know, a lot of people from the industry seem to suggest that, you know, that's the way forward. A one headset to rule them all that does both standalone yeah. and PC VR. And it also saves... Does on, anyone disagree with that? I don't think so. Not from what I see. I think most people think it's a great idea because also it prevents the market confusion. That's you know, if, if you're a newcomer to VR and you're like, well, which headset do I, got, do I buy? I, and then you get into this whole debate of which is better for you, the Rift S or the Quest, and it gets into a complete minefield. Whereas if you just say, well, this is the headset I'd recommend, it does yeah. both. I, I think the Pro only Ash XAE12, that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the only people who have a problem with the Rift S disappearing or a PC VR headset is the people who want to go extremely high end. But there are enough other headsets out there you could buy for that. But if I, they manage to make a headset that can, you know, do the high end gaming as well and you can well, decouple yeah, it. But then that that comes with a price, you know. Uh, but I'm one of those people. Like I I, I yeah. want um, the really balls to the wall, high end Oculus headset where it's got very focal displays. <laughs> exactly. It's got all this like yeah, new technology nice. packed into it, eyeball tracking, the, the whole the whole shebang. And I'm happy to pay like you know eight hundred nine hundred bucks price. for it. Uh, you know, competitive <laughs> with the with the index. But we just know from what we've seen so far that the market for that headset yeah. isn't as big. As the quest and, and, and so, the regular, I, I don't, I don't think Facebook will go that route. I, I do mm, think I that know. they want to make a headset for them all, yeah. Yeah. one but to the, rule the them all. The regular consumer is not the demanding and doesn't need a Valve Index and doesn't need a Vive Pro. Mm. It just needs a Quest. I, I think it's actually a smart strategy to do that from Facebook if they would say, you know, we make one headset that is what most people want, like the most people on the PC market and most people yeah. on the standalone market. Yeah. And that leaves enough breathing space for other companies like Pimax, like uh, the Valve Index, or like, you know, who want to develop a very specific high end, mm -hmm. which might boost the well, business in that the, end. The, the, the Oculus Link in the end. They keep their market share and there's enough breathing room for other the, companies. Like the Oculus Link software changed the whole market by itself mm -hmm. and 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 i feel like other manufacturers have to step it up and maybe also look into making their headset you know inside out and make it work standalone and also uh, a hybrid yeah, yeah hybrid because i feel like that's becoming the standard right now yeah. Uh, yeah where you know there's no place uh for for let's say for a regular consumer to get a headset that you need to attach to a pc you know yeah yeah. Well, so yeah, that's um, that's what we know so far. But of exciting. course, this is just all, all rumor. Uh, but yeah, nice. exciting nevertheless. Um, but like I said, I think, you know, likely we'll hear more during Oculus Connect yeah, 7. Sure. Uh, we know it's going to be a digital event this year. So hopefully we'll hear more then. And, you know, likely it'll be released this time next year. But what I, what I also said in the video that I made was that, you know, if you've just bought a Quest, you know, don't worry. You're not going to be locked out of any gaming content. It's just that it's going to look slightly better on the new headset. You know, you're not going <laughs> to... 
you're not going to have an obsolete headset you know uh you know it's going to be still usable for years to come so don't worry if you just bought one i would say wait wait, wait. on, on, on what, what basis are you making that assurance though mike is like what because like if you look at like rift s you know okay it's like not a, a complete successor to the rift but it uses the same store and i can't imagine that they're going to create a whole brand new store for this new quest it's going to use the same pool of content um that the original quest does but it's just gonna how put, do you step gonna... away processor wise though without you know what I mean? It's, it's going to run it, it. It's just going to run the game, the, the same games at ninety hertz. That's the no, only no, no, real but, difference. I, but but again, it, whether you're an indie developer or something else, if you've got extra headroom, doesn't matter if that's twenty percent extra headroom, and you use it, you're going to end up developing apps that are not able to run on the other headset. Yeah, but Oculus aren't going to allow you to do that. They're not going to allow you to cut half. So you their think it's going to be like? You think it's going to be like uh, what PSVR did with the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Four Pro? where there was kind of an inherent limiter in terms of what was allowed through QA, and you could still play Skyrim if you wanted or Blood mm. and Truth on a PS4, but actually you are missing some fidelity in uh, from the other version. Yeah, I, I just think that this Quest will still use the same store that we, we've got now. Uh, it will just be lighter, more comfortable, and run at a higher refresh rate. I think that'll be the, the only difference. I, um, I still think a lifespan mm. of, like, for a headset... To have like two to four years is 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 decent. Yeah, I'd happily have a headset every two years. Yeah, a new one. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up. Yeah. And if in, you look at the, the market one, that, of that price value, one a year. I, I do think like CV one still works. By the way, you know you can still use it, and that's already yeah. like a long time ago. Still a good headset, amazing audio. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's one thing. I don't want to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 sorry. no, please. No, neither do I. But I like the but audio. That's, that's what every that's it. what every headset like in, yeah. in four years they want to go back to my index and don't want to go back to my first quest that I ever owned. No. Happens. But at at the price point <laughs> that that Facebook is selling the quest, it does make sense to be releasing a headset every yeah, year. Yeah, every like yeah. let's put it this way, people are buying brand new iPhones at like $1200 every year, <laughs> so you know, I know it's a different market, but still, in the being colors every two years I'm isn't bad. It, it'll be they'll be in colors available at some point. That's <laughs> coming they, in. Yeah. That's if, if, absolutely if time, coming. If the time is there and they have the data to kind of prove it, they're definitely going to yeah. you know uh, uh, go into that market for sure. Well, that's the rumors. So just to round it up, uh, lighter, more comfortable, balanced, uh, new controllers, runs at 90 hertz. Potential like. has the uh, the the to run at 120 hertz. Um, yeah, and potentially mm. was going to be due this year, but we think it's going to be pushed back to next year. My, so this my, time next so year, a, you'll expect so a new summary headset. of the summary. It's better. My my face, my They're eyeballs, better. and my you know, especially this part of my head is going to appreciate this new headset like never before. I look yeah. forward to it. Yeah. So now let's get into some PSVR stuff because it's been an epic week for PSVR owners Crazy. because I feel like they've been neglected for a epic. little while now. So epic comeback. Epic comeback. Uh, so this week, um, we had an awesome surprise announcement on May the 4th, you know, Star Wars Day, uh, from the team at ILM XLab. And the team tweeted that Vader Immortal will be coming to PSVR this summer and will be available as a complete series, including all three episodes and the lightsaber dojos oh. together as together. a bundle for the first oh, time. Together, together as a bundle. Like, that's what yep. we wanted for, for Quest. And Rift, that's and they, they, they that's get a what, bundle. <laughs> wow. That's what they're saying. That's, that's what they're saying. I like. Um, and I think, you know, this is great news for PSVR owners. Um, you know, Vader Immortal is is a, is a really nice series. You know, it takes you to the fiery planet of Mustafar. You get to meet Vader face to face, which, you know, you've never done in virtual reality before, which is uh, a he's really... He's tall. He's really tall. He is. Broad oh, shoulders, nice. that fella, man. I was, Very I was, cool I was just looking down at this man. I was like, 
Where are you? He, he didn't have his room calibrated properly. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think if you're a fan of Star Wars, you know, it's a must buy. Uh, I don't think you should miss out on this one. Uh, no. Personally, you know, although I enjoyed my time with the series, the first episode was the best yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The novelty aspect as well. Yeah. Yeah. Second you guys of... feel the same way about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, think, I actually yeah. think that because, because we were kind of forced into experiencing them one at a time, we were allowed then to get choosy with them. It's the same way the movies came out for all the trilogies of we Star Wars. We said that back then at, but the, like, at, the, at the Lost Together, well. glued together, I think it'll feel a little bit yeah. more like a Jedi Knight or something like one of those It should games. have always been bundled in the first place. Or yeah. be one game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, interesting. We said that back yeah, then I wonder, well. I wonder how the PSVR fans will feel about that well, then. They're, less, a complete they're experience. less picky in the first place than we are. <laughs> we but personally are. Also, bigger whoa, market, whoa, of whoa, course. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but but you, you could play through it all in one go, whereas, like you said, we had to experience it piecemeal, whereas I think they were, what, half an hour, 45 minutes each? Uh, about 45, I think. Yeah, I so you could you could do it in a single session, and I think maybe that's probably the best way to enjoy it, I guess. But I, I'm, uh, I'm immediately just thinking price. Like, what, what are you going to charge for that's, this? That's 20 quid? Point. 25 Whoa, bucks i think yeah okay 25? that's yeah, fair that's nice. fair enough so it's a it's a vader thing and they made it for vr so so what but, i have been seeing because of this because this was a surprise like did you guys ever expect this to come to psvr i was like this is no. you know oculus exclusive that's it done yeah that that's know? the most interesting thing about this yeah. actually and, and then people started talking about again this what jason rubin once you know wanted is like sharing titles he wanted to have resident evil on you know the rift and then yeah. they would get something in return like maybe that maybe vader immortal you know like trading um so now like my dream if i can suggest the title astro bob mm-hmm. on quest yes please uh, oh yes. Ooh, yes. Ooh, nice i don't know choice. you guys like pick pick a game that would be nice pick even though i'm not really a platformer kind of guy but uh, uh I, hard to like resist to rowdy hard to resist quest. for me <laughs> yeah. it would be blood and truth <sighs> yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. standout game nah my favorite I, I game last year. One. Already played that one. Um, my God, this is a tough Finish question, it. guys. Static, Firewolf? static. So, maybe? so hang on, Andy. You're saying what you want to to basically vacuum yeah, from? Yeah, you have to trade. Yeah, yeah, trade. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, honestly, I w- I'll, I I'll tell you what. I would give the PSVR folks from other sons. That's what I would do. And I want con not contractors. Um, firewall. I want firewall, firewall oh, for firewall. My for, God. For firewall awesome. on a Please. quest. Fucking oh. yeah. <laughs> well, they're making I Solaris, to... which is their next I... game from yeah. uh, this that studio. So maybe it could be as good as. It probably will I be. Want, uh, I want Farpoint. Oh, Farpoint. Farpoint, yeah. Oh, Solid nice game. choice. Great writing in that. Great writing Bro. in that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good suggestions. Good suggestions. But yeah, like, you know, Vader Immortal, I think, you know, people are going to really enjoy it. And it's just a question of now, if it's going to PSVR, when's it going to come to Steam? That's true. So this is this has been a timed exclusive then. You yeah, know? it seems where, so. That, where... That's the thing. It's really interesting that Oculus like didn't either chose not to or it was too expensive to hold uh, on to the exclusive. It, I mean, it, it makes brand. sense. It makes sense because you know ILM has been on every stage on every show because you know this this woman popped up at Oculus Connect yeah. announcing <laughs> a game and then a, a couple of months later she's at E3 and then a couple of months later she's at this. So uh, like ILM is always the highest bidder and everyone below that mm-hmm. just got to work with their standards. Mm-hmm. Like they have the Star Wars franchise, so who cares, right? We got a few great suggestions from the from the chat as well. Uh, we have Last of Us Two VR Edition for the Quest. <laughs> oh God. God. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> a Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, Resident yeah, Evil Seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Astrobot a Wipeout from Paradise Wipeout. Decay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mapper says, "I want Dreams on PC VR mm. or Quest. That would Ooh. be a 
That's really quest cool. suggestion. Yeah. Uh, South Memphis says Blood and Truth for Defector. So it's a trait there. Yeah, um, yeah that's the yeah. one I Static, as I said, Static could also be so nice. Oh, yeah, Static is really good. Oh, Static yeah, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, Vader Immortal coming to PSVR. We don't have a, a firm release date right now, but it's coming uh, in summer, so expect right. it to drop over the next few months. But mm. hopefully, you know, if this sells well, then we can expect more content uh, from the Star Wars franchise in virtual reality in the future. I certainly hope that's, so anyway. That's, yeah, that's uh, true. Um, so while we're on the subject of PSVR, let's talk about uh, an article that Upload uh, published this week that looks like next-generation PSVR controllers. And uh, mm. this is really interesting because... Um, this came from Sony's research lab. Uh, this actual information is like genuine information from the lab that they shared on a study that they were doing. So this is kind of like really in Rowdy's sort of area here, expertise. Uh, because as we all know, like the PSVR, as much as we love the headset and the platform, and you know it's still getting amazing content, the tracking and the the move controllers are really starting to show their age, in my opinion, anyway. Um, well, that's an understatement, actually. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, you know, I, I actually, for the purposes of the podcast, I, I fished out the original Sony PlayStation Move trailer, and I'm going to roll it. It is great. It's from 2010. It's from E3. Wow, it's really that old. It's really that old. And I was trying. I was trying to find that out before the show, but I couldn't. Insane. I couldn't find it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, but I, I, you have to say at that time they were revolutionary. But oh guys, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check out this trailer because it's like as it's rolling. Um, they they do all the VR stuff. Like it's all the what we wanted to do with a VR motion controller. Amazing. And it's ten years ago. It's like amazing. It, it's amazing. I, I I'd never seen this before today. So uh, very excited about it. Anyway. That's so cool. um. So yeah, this uh, research paper that Sony released, it was from Sony Interactive Entertainment, and it was titled Evaluation of Machine Learning Techniques for Hand Pose Estimation on Handheld Device with Proximity Sensor. I think this is a direct translation of uh, maybe like a Japanese paper, but uh, that's that's the name of it. Um, and it was accompanied by a video, which we're probably showing now, uh, which upload uploaded as well. And as we can see well, in the video... Upload, uploaded? You mean re-uploaded? Re- re-uploaded. Re-uploaded VI. <laughs> Um, so they, they shared this video and basically in the video you can see um, each hand pose uh, is being detected pretty accurately and this is all being done without the need of any external sensors. It's all being achieved uh, with sensors in the controller itself, which is pretty impressive. Um, sort of similar tech that we've seen with the Valve Index controller, you know, with that pressure plate and sort of estimation of where fingers might be oh. in relation to that pressure. Um, and it seems like they've been working on this for a while, like, you know... They, you know, it shows what what they, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. just, just for the record, this is in no way related to anything of my field. Like, no, <laughs> I know nothing about Rowdy's. This. Rowdy's so, all about brains. No questions, please. Rowdy's all about the brains. Well, if there's one yeah. thing that Rowdy knows, he knows what he has to do with those old school uh, PSVR controllers. Huh? Hey, hey, hey! Now, <laughs> I just bought a new set and I'm loving them. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean anything. <laughs> the audio listeners have no idea what I just did. But That's the impressive true. thing is, is when you Bin. when you look at how the joints are moving, um, you know, I think this is where the machine learning part comes in, right, Rowley? That it's working yeah. out the estimation of where the hand will roughly be based on... It's, it's, it's basically like the prediction model that they right. have in order to predict where that the hand or the other fingers or uh, is at that point. It's right, right. And then in, later on in the video, it shows the controllers being paired with like Vive uh, trackers and a Vive headset. They're obviously doing like proper testing with a, you know... 
mm-hmm. a headset that's available right now. Uh, just interacting with a basic scene with some blocks, so like pick up, block up, and stack it up, mm-hmm. just like we can do with any other controller on the market right now. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, well, what I find so impressive about this is how how natural it looks. Yeah. When you see like you know like the the very rudimentary hands like moving, mm-hmm. like the the positioning of the fingers. It feels very, it looks very natural. And I think that is like a, a great uh, example of like the, the algorithms and the machine learning uh, that they've applied. In I mean, this, it looks like specific Ace model. Tree VR, lots of sausages. I just see hot dogs everywhere. But, That's just me. Yeah, but, but, it, but it's true though. But if, if you look at like the position of the, of the fingers that are not performing the action, yeah. I find those positions look very natural, yeah. which I think is, is, is very interesting. Think- like for example, when he's pointing up, what like the other three fingers or the other four fingers are doing um, is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah and that I think that's where get that right too. That's where the machine learning part comes in, I guess. Yeah, right, definitely. Um, yeah. But interestingly, like because the the controller is sealed as such, and the sensors are somehow I'm not they don't explain how they're sensing the the finger mov- movement, but they show later on in the video, even with a really sweaty palm. Uh, and and a user wearing a lot of rings and and jewelry that the sensors still work pretty flawlessly uh, and can still track accurately, which I thought was really interesting that they've considered that as well because as we know players can get quite hot and sweaty in VR like we've talked about earlier and that's something you need to consider. So, but well, nice. a lot of again, because they're doing a prediction, of course. Eh? Like if you do a, a a prediction model, then you can imputate like the data on that specific model so you can you, you have far more freedom in terms of um getting something right mm. and, and what i think is really exciting about this is that you know we we've talked about you know psv P, ps5 coming later this year and we've kind of all want a psvr and they've hinted at backwards compatibility with the original psvr but they've not really talked about next gen psvr and this is the kind of the first glimpse that we get mm-hmm. of they must be working on a next-gen PSVR Something. behind the scenes for all this work and effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really exciting because I don't know if you guys caught the Xbox Series X live stream this week. Um, no? no? Wait, wait, so, wait, with the amazing gameplay? It was awful. It was awful <laughs> showcase. You know, like, you know, it was as dull as dishwater. You know, they had some really <laughs> nice games, you know, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Looks great. But you know all it is is just increasing the resolution and the fidelity a little bit you know we're not to the point where we we've got these massive leaps in technology anymore mm. you know it's not like the jump from playstation 1 to playstation 2 to playstation 3 you know they they were big jumps mm. they they're getting smaller and smaller now and it's making the 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 reveals and and these kind of big showcases less exciting but I think when PlayStation comes out the gates and says, we've got a new PlayStation and we've been investing all this money in VR tech and we've got this fancy new headset, these amazing new controllers that can attract your fingers, it's just going to blow Microsoft out of the water I, in the I console think, race. I think what is, what X, Xbox, in my opinion, not that that matters at all, but in my opinion is doing wrong is that it's focusing too much on like, like proven franchises. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, taking something that has been successful and just like putting a bit of polish over that and then putting it back out yeah well i think what a lot of people want is not like the same experience but like something new or something exhilarating something different innovation Uh, that's what people want innovation right of course and i think that you can innovate in a lot of different parts um not only like making your game vr but like there's so many things that we've seen now and because virtual reality is new, it's far easier to do an innovative concept, of course. It's yeah. much harder to do that 
with games or older games or 2D games yeah. or pancake games, name it whatever you want, because already so much has been done there. Mm. So, so what you're saying is that the 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 game industry is now so matured in terms of VR that if Xbox doesn't come up with anything VR this time with their new console, PlayStation VR just you know. Uh, can or PlayStation Five in general can just well deal a lot of damage because first I, I, you know with the PlayStation I, I, Four, yeah okay they didn't have a VR headset but was it like a extremely like big deal but now we're at this point I, I don't where per se think that it's gonna be tricky. I, I maybe. don't. I, I think if, if Xbox comes out with a with a virtual device, well what I'm anytime they will still have a, a, a huge user base to, what I'm, to rely what on. I'm saying, they can, can they combine it with the next yeah, Xbox? What I'm saying is, can they still miss out on VR for this console? Uh, and and honestly, competition wise, I, I do think so. I, I do I do think so that they can because even though the PSVR has done amazingly well, you can't compare those numbers to amount of PlayStation sold or it's still like an extra so, market. They I do created, think that they, they can afford to miss out. But then again, like if you can establish yourself in a new market uh, that has proven itself to be worthy, I do think that that is a smart way That's the way problem to for Microsoft. I don't think they, yeah. they, they can't focus but on that right now. With but this is the thing, like as well. if I was Microsoft, I would at least put some feature in there. I wouldn't talk about it, but I'd at least put something in there that if I decide to change my mind and I do want to go down the VR route, that that console is going to be capable of it at and least. It's, it's, it's yeah, a Windows I, box yeah. though, Mike. I mean, look, look, look at the original it's Xbox. Computer. I mean, that's there. That's there. That's yeah. just a software upgrade. I, I think the only thing that you would be missing would be how do you interface? Like high bandwidth input. You know, are you going to connect it via an HDMI cable? Are you going to do what yeah. Sony did and go for a breakout box? But like literally, I, I, I'm with I'm with Rowdy on this one because um, I think consumers are so fickle and it's like if they can come out with a quality product that stands toe to toe or even a bit behind whatever PlayStation has even two or three years from now. There's, they're still going to be able to take a big chunk of the market. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. it's not only the hardware, it's also the content and PlayStation dominates Very good point. With, you know, buying all these, you know, studios. That, that, is a, that is a thing. Like, Microsoft yeah. doesn't, like, they, they kind of yeah. lost market there, you know? Um, yeah. And they were but, famous, you know, for Gears, for Halo, for... Yeah. But now it's like, you know, what, what should I play? Well, PlayStation's like, oh, you know, uh, this and that. And, but but, but also, if you Microsoft think about it from, like, a consumer's perspective, well. you know, like, uh, with VR becoming more and more sort of, like, broadly known about, like, across the general public, yeah. you know, that if you have one console that can do it and then one console that can't, uh, I don't know, will that be enough to sway consumers one way or another? I don't know, but it's, personally, it's, from, from my perspective, it would but be. But I still think, like, the the main gamer buys it just to play Pancake, and the VR mm. enthusiast that is still kind of, like, the group buys it just mm. for the VR part of it. Yeah. And I think that's still, but, like, a separate group at the moment where a gamer's like, wow, I can also play when VR is more mainstream, I can also play yeah. VR on it. Yeah, let me just buy the all-in-one package. But right now, I still think people look at it in two different ways. Yeah, but I still, I still I mean, think. It, to, let, let, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Xbox is allowed not to release a virtual reality headset this year or with this generation, as long as they make with the next generation. They force everyone to get one too. So if you buy like not <laughs> well, the coming generation, but the generation of that, tough, you automatically get like a virtual reality. That's headset tough though, Rowdy. They already did that with Connect, and that, they, they, they got themselves yeah. over. Unfortunately, so I yeah, I still I think that it's one we'll of those once bitten twice shy things for Microsoft, and it's why they've been like tepid at jumping into the pool with everyone else. But yeah. also, you have to say 
in business, as we've seen it with like HTC, for example, you can focus on a corner of the market and stay happily waiting yeah. in that pool. You don't have yeah. to necessarily get on board. So they, they, they must have spent so much money on Connect, and that was a huge so failure much. for them. And, and, and I suppose every time they mention VR in a board meeting, you can just imagine that someone says, yeah. we did that with Connect. We're and not like, making that mistake Microsoft again. Microsoft are old. Like, it is a bunch of old dudes and ladies who've been in the game for like 30, 40 yeah. years, you know, who yeah. make these decisions. So the, che the cheapest way for them to get into VR right now is making use out of their mixed reality platform. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. That, just to release the HoloLens together with the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be an expensive bag. So, how much money, Rowdy? How much money for that? So, so one thing, one thing. $3,000. Like, Microsoft can do whatever they want with the Xbox One X. They can make it VR or not. I don't really care. All I care about from Microsoft is that they make Microsoft Flight Simulator compatible with VR. Because I'm not they, even a, like a Flight Simulator fan, and I just want to spend my I life flying be, planes right? because it looks so beautiful. I, 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 I hope so. They, do, they certainly teased it anyway. Um, and to credit Microsoft... Connect is incredible. I love Connect. Revolutionary. Yeah. Back it, it got me, it actually, years before, it got me into VR. Like when I graduated, I was like, hey, buy myself a Wii. And the next step, of course, was a Wii. <laughs> Let's not talk about Milo, though. You know, oh. the whole uh, Milo thing. Oh, my God. Ooh. I actually talked to a developer that was on the, like, close to the oh, Milo team. team. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, but um, oh but I think yeah. I think the biggest draw, you know thing as well, like whenever I talk to see these big discussions about you know PSVR next generation and Xbox not adopting VR, is that most gamers out there still don't understand what they're missing out on when it comes to virtual reality, and that is a well, big problem. That comes for down the industry. to marketing. That comes down to yeah. demoing. That comes down to buying certain content, buying certain studios. It, yeah. it has almost everything to do with content and not necessarily the hardware. Oh, and the but price, also, of course. But also people just think that it's screens in a headset and they're just seeing... <laughs> yeah, because how, they, do, they, how would you know if you can't market I, I, it properly? I know, I know, I know, I know. But it is hard, but it's, it's, well, it's, a, like, it's a case of educating. PlayStation VR has been marketing it always as like this, this hologram uh, headset on your face. Mm. Like how would you even know that there are even screens in there if you can look through it in the trailers? <laughs> yeah you know it's but it's point. hard it, it, it's, it comes down it to like you know art on itself in terms of marketing yeah I think Oculus are, are top of the game in terms of like uh, you know uh, trailers conveying what it's like to be in yeah. virtual reality yeah. I think they've done a really good job there yeah, yeah. Done um, mixed reality stuff with man, yeah. some those must be expensive man to make like, yeah. they make them all the time I do feel like they're they nice but they do become a little bit repetitive now they're always like the same smiley people in there and then having the room like transform and then they're like super happy getting into VR I'm like I'm yeah. just in my underwear you know putting on my headset it's not romantic it's not I like you say it's not romantic it's very true but Defy like pants that should be the slogan I, I for the do next like, uh, trailer I do like that the cross section of their trailers is always international like it's like oh that, that's a dude from brazil there's a girl from like yeah. norway or something you know they yeah. they pay attention to that and it's a very californian thing to do that um mm. no it's but i great. like their trailers it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a it feels like their flavor now and i i, I yeah. personally hope they keep doing them but like you i must that must be a rake of money <laughs> yeah that's expensive man oh my so uh that is uh psvr2 wow. working on uh sort of controllers a hint of it anyway we what don't know that for sure alive. But, you know, PSV, PS5 is still due later on this year. And I would guess, if I'm a guessing man, uh, that the PSVR 2 will probably release sometime next year. Yeah, seems seems plausible. Yeah, I, I, I hope so, anyway. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, the news. Now, what? No, 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 no. VR is dead. Oh, 
god. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. I didn't get the memo. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, well, Again, you know, every week another another news. To, to be honest, even Forbes themselves are confused because they had one article saying that VR was alive yeah, yeah. and well, and one article that says VR was dead within like the same week of each other. It's like jur- um, like journalists in the same company fighting each other over. Fighting each other. Like, no, it's yeah. it's like Spider Man pointing yeah. at Spider Man. It's amazing. Press F for reality. But, yeah. But I don't know about you guys. Like so many years in this game now. Like I. You've heard now, it a million frankly, times before. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm not sick. Just that the VR is dead. Like even this like smattering of little bit news news of like new processor, new refresh rate. I'm just like, I'm just kind of done with it. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Tell me when your product's well, ready. I'll play it. But, <laughs> but the thing is, enough, like, yeah. you know, it works every time because we in the VR bubble get triggered, even that we think sometimes it's oh, funny, man. but then we still give it attention, give it views. Resulting into more money for the website, so it's this cycle that never yeah. ends. But for yeah. us, it's also content because they were like, "Hey guys, VR is dead!" Ha <laughs> ha, funny, 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 oh. and everyone's like, "Yeah, like, like, like." <laughs> so it's like this cycle that never it's ends. A horrible cycle. Yeah, I know it's yeah. horrible. So, so let's stop. Horrible. Let's end it here. Move on. VR yeah. is dead. Just deal with it, okay? All you, all you need to do, and, and Victor Riddell is in the chat, actually. All you need to do is read uh, VR Dizzy's sati- satire articles, and they're, they're really funny. VR so if osmosis. you get fed up, yeah, if you get fed up of like reading these hate articles or, or poorly researched articles from tech journalists, then go and check out vrdizzy.com and uh, read his satire I, I versions love, of these. I love this guy, his articles. Like, he keeps on calling you VR Osmosis. I don't know what name he has to have for me. Though. I also had this moment where the Firewatch had to, uh, you know, free me because I was stuck with my Pimax or something. And yeah, he has like these crazy stories that are just yeah. so funny. Amazing, amazing. So keep it up, dude. Um, <laughs> So that's all the news this week. Uh, now we've got a, a pre-recorded interview that uh, Nathan and I did this week with one of the team from VR Chat. This is going to be a really interesting interview. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. So Zim, roll oh VT. Boy. Yeah, let's Go do it. it. <laughs> What'd you call it? Roll VT. Was it videotape? <laughs> old, old school. <laughs> God damn it! Hey, wait, hang on. Before we before we transition, who here got that? What? That's what I thought. Yeah, show my age. Back in old. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay, so this is another interesting interview for the F Reality Podcast because today we have a special guest coming to us live from the metaverse. He works on business development, community manager at VR Chat. He's the self-proclaimed president of virtual reality. It's VR Pill. Welcome hey, to the show. How's it going, guys? <laughs> great, great. Yeah. great. Uh, Thank I, you uh, for joining actually, us today. No, no worries. I'm actually coming to you literally from the metaverse. I'm uh, hanging out right now uh, virtually in VR chat with some ducks in one of the new worlds called Udon Bird Sanctuary and uh, feeding ducks as we talk. So, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't imagine anything more peaceful right now than sitting in a virtual world just feeding the ducks. That's, it's it's very my new meta. therapy. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to talk to a counselor. I just, just go feed the ducks. Uh, so today we've invited you on the show because we want to talk about vr chat obviously um how it's kind of evolving as a social platform and also the new uh, virtual market for um but before we get into those sort of topics we we should maybe start at the very beginning because this is kind of interesting as well um and maybe start with how you got into your role at vr chat and involved in the company uh, at the very beginning when it started yeah, definitely. So, um, first off, the time time frames are going to be estimates here. But uh, years ago, I started a website called uh, VRPill.com. So that was back when VR was starting to uh, 
starting, I wouldn't say become mainstream, but starting to, uh, to get, uh, get big with, you know, indies, indie developers, enthusiasts, etc. cetera. Uh, and, uh, I was living in New York at the time, got a gear VR headset and put it on watched, I don't know, some of the Felix and Paul videos, I think, or some of the 360 videos, they had a little demo reel with the gear VR and I was just blown away. And from that moment I knew I needed to do something with VR. So uh, what I did there was uh, I went, I was working at the same time doing an inside sales job and literally during my breaks at work and during my lunch times, I would be out there in the break room, just working on my VR pill website, just taking in everything I could about VR. And, uh, and I did this whole website. The emphasis was on 360 videos. It got pretty big. I ended up uh, doing a uh, Hunger Games exclusive uh, party, so I was the exclusive reporter at that party in New York. And uh, yeah, they it was a it was a great party. They actually said at the time that uh, there was going to be one of the uh, Hunger Games cast there. They wouldn't say who it was, so. I kept praying for Jennifer Lawrence, and it wasn't Jennifer Lawrence. I don't remember who it was, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So that was that was the peak of my my website times with the VR Pill website. At that point, uh, you know, I was I was really competing with the other ones, uh, upload VR, road to VR, and uh, then I got into VR Chat. So uh, I just found this app somewhere online. I don't even know how I found it. It was I think it was through some sort of a Reddit post or something. And I, I went in and I was just blown away. I saw the future there of, of social VR. Of just I just saw the metaverse. I saw Ready Player One in front of my eyes. And uh, I became so obsessed with VR chat. Now, just, just so you know, right now, there, there are literally tens of thousands of people in VR chat at any given time, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, at that time, there were maybe less than 10 in VR chat. <laughs> wow. So you knew everybody, right? It was just like, hey, John, hey, Bob, what's what's up, you know? Um, <laughs> so so who, who, who were those people? Were those like actual players or a lot of people who were just working on this app to build it up? These were all players. This just oh. regular people, just enthusiasts. The only, the only person that was... Uh, an employee of VR chat at the time, the two people were Graham and Jesse. They were the ones who created VR chat. And, uh, yeah. So the rest of us were just enthusiasts having fun with it. And, uh, yeah. So we, we would meet up. We spent, I, I would be in VR chat literally from the time I woke up until the time I went to sleep most days. Um, wow. uh, yeah, we just scour the internet, look for, look on the uni asset store, anything we could try and bring into virtual reality to see how it would mm -hmm. feel in VR we brought in. So um, that's all we did. We were on Skype, I think, at the time. Skype shared calls and just did that on and off, bring stuff into VR chat. Mm. So, so um, I could probably go on, by the way, for hours about this whole like. Um, <laughs> no, this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. Carry well, on. Was that was it on the DK one or like what headsets were you using back then? We were using uh, DK ones and DK twos. Um, okay. So some people had the DK twos, if I remember correctly. And, and, and then with like a Hydra, uh, you know, combination, or were you just using a controller, or mouse, and keyboard, old school? Um, it was. I'm trying to remember now. Like uh, I, I don't remember using a controller. I think it was some people had Hydras. No, I was originally using just mouse and keyboard. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. If you the... had a set of Hydras back then, like you were lucky because they were quite hard to get hold of as well. <laughs> yeah. There were a few people that that had those, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Also, people messing around with leap motion and things like that. Yeah. So, so how so, how did 
did, did you like transition from being like a, a super fan of the platform to then working for the company? Yeah, definitely. So we, we started growing a bit. So we uh, moved up from like 10 users online at one point to uh, 20 or 30, <laughs> which is a big jump <laughs> at the time. Um, and, uh, and there started to be just more content, right, um, that would people would be creating and bring into the app. I think actually even before this, so we had these little meetups every week. I think they were on a Sunday. And I just started running these meetups where we would all come together in VR chat and we would explore each other's worlds and go in, give give each other feedback on our worlds and just hang out and have fun. And that was something we did every Sunday. So we would just go to the new worlds. It would be like a world explore, a world hop sort of thing. And uh, that's how I got started. I got started doing that, organizing that. That got bigger. That got so big where it eventually became just a nightmare personally to do that. I love doing them, but there were just so many people that wanted to come World Explore with us. We had like three different mini groups shoot off after we did the introductions, and uh, we were trying to keep track of them, all end up at the same place at the end. And uh, yeah, yeah, it got to be a lot. So uh, uh, at one point, uh, yeah, we stopped, we stopped doing those. We just got, of course, as you know, Knuckles Explosion way too big. Um, but, uh, before all that though, I, we started getting bigger than that. And I, even before knuckles and, uh, I was, I guess the best way to describe it. So I was like the, uh, the, I did pretty much everything for VR chat. So, um, other than the programming side of things, right. So anything public facing, uh, I did the marketing, uh, any, Mm. any posts you'd see on Reddit. I I usually just went on Reddit. I was always afraid they were going to somehow ban me off of the, Oculus and Vive Reddit because I kept going on there just exclaiming, "Look how much cool stuff is happening in VR chat!" and uh, why is why is everyone still talking about alt space? Um, you know, like, uh, uh, but, which I like alt space. I went in there quite a few times as well. But um, and uh, and yeah, so I did pretty much everything. That was including moderation. So. Um, I was like your Mickey Mouse mascot for VR chat, but at the same time, the big bad police guy who would just uh, literally in app um, come down on people who were doing horrible things. Right. Mm, so, yeah. so this was this was on, on a, you know, this was something that you would never see before in any sort of a, of a social app online, just live mm. moderators in VR in your face banning you in the app. But everything, yeah, yeah. everything was new. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and at this point, are you, are you still like a, a fan, or are you, are you actually working for the company at this point? So at this point, I believe I was um, uh, doing a part time, so uh, okay. some sort of contract gig. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and now I take it you, like since then, it's a full time job for you. Definitely full time now. Yep. Well, yeah. And is this like, are you working virtually for them, or is it like physically? Oh, virtually. Everybody at the company works virtually. There is not a single person who meets in person for anything. <laughs> Um, we've been doing this forever, and yeah. uh, we we meet up uh, locally. We're in, we're spread across different states, but we you know if there's enough of us, we meet up every so often to just hang out with each other. But the oh, entire yeah. company is run that's, without that's crazy. physical meetings. Yep, that's crazy because VRChat is like one of the largest you know social apps, and you're just saying like everyone just works remotely and yeah, like that that that's like you know uh, iron on itself to work together. Uh, like that you know uh, because it can be hard to not physically have that you know a conversation going on but since that's the baseline of vr chat it, it totally makes sense 
Oh yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it works quite well too. Uh, you know, when the whole coronavirus hit, I know a lot of companies were adjusting to working remotely, and it 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 felt good to already be in a situation where we we knew how to work remotely and do it well. So. Yeah, and and that's interesting that you touched on that actually, because we've seen sort of the rise of of other sort of uh, collaboration remote working platforms, and although sort of I would say in my mind VR chat is more sort of like a casual meetup hangout kind of spot, do you see people using it for business use cases more and more now? I'm pretty sure there are already people using it for business. There's just so many people using the app. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to know, right? I mean, people yeah, could be course. in private worlds hanging out with their business buddies, uh, you know, not buddies, but coworkers, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and having meetings. We have, for example, many rooms with presentation boards that uh, people could be using for that purpose. Um, yeah, I also imagine maybe after hours events. So everybody who has a job, they usually would hang out at the bar with their coworkers after work, right? Um, mm -hmm. I could see them hanging out in VR chat after work um, to socialize, so... Yeah. And do you think, um, you know, certainly since like the lockdown of the pandemic, do you, have you seen like an increase uh, in the usage of VR chat from people that are feeling maybe, you know, isolated from like social environments in the real world? So they're migrating over to virtual ones instead? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I can I can discuss as much as we've we've announced uh, over Twitter. But uh, yeah, sure. Um, I believe the last one uh, was Amir Tupper that tweeted out that we had upwards of 18, uh, 18,000, I believe, users on at one time. And wow. uh, I can say it's increased substantially since then, uh, wow. but I, I can't speak for specific numbers. But yeah, we've been uh, exploding since the <laughs> coronavirus started. That's incredible. And you said like at the beginning, you know, you were one of the very few sort of moderators who sort of, you know, controlled, you know, bad behavior and people misbehaving in uh, on the platform. Do you, do you have like a, a gang of people doing that now? Because it, it, it surely can't be just down to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have people handling moderation now. Um, I don't really handle moderation at the current time. So, sure, but yeah. uh, we do have we do have people on that. I I can't say who, and sure. and, and basically yeah. Back when I did uh, did moderation and I was doing everything, uh, you know, we had some obviously bad actors come on the platform and uh, you know from different different famous bad actors from other apps like Second Life and. Uh, yeah, it definitely when when you're when the moderators' names are out there, it can get mm. to be pretty dangerous, you know. So interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's why you like look like a a bill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I, I guess to a certain degree, it, there's community moderation as well, right? Uh, you know, you rely on the community to help you mm. moderate. You know, yeah, community does a lot of uh, you know self moderating within their different communities. They. Uh, you know, they have events where they uh, they set them up. They I've even heard of communities having specific blacklists for events. So the people that they don't want to, to come to their event, they, they have them on a list somewhere. So if they see their name pop up, they'll kick them out immediately. So um, our community, uh, they, they come up with their own unique solutions to uh, to problems as well. Yeah. So, awesome. so they so they create their own own Ben Hammers. Pretty much, yeah. From, I mean, from stretch, in, in a way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you you guys recently, or well, you know, the community kicked off the V market. It's the virtual market, and it's number four. Yeah, uh, and this is like a place where you can, you know, buy avatars, clothes, items, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's like this huge. Yeah. This huge mall almost where you can go shopping uh, for your avatar. Uh, now, can you can you tell us more about what that is? Because I'm sure there are a lot of folks out there who have never jumped into that. 
Yeah, definitely. So I'll start with, uh, as you said, this is the fourth virtual market event. It was started by our Japanese community. Um, a guy named uh, Fio um, is the is the head of the virtual market. And the, the first two, VR chat had pretty much little to no involvement in, and it just blew up on its own, right? Um, mm. It happened in VR chat, and people just started attending, and they kept improving upon it until they got to a point where it got really big. They, you know, we talked with them. And as you can see, for example, uh, in the virtual market three and four, you can go into any of those worlds and uh, open up the, the menu. A special one comes up, up for virtual market and it links directly to their website when you click the button. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what virtual market is, it's a big, imagine like a virtual shopping mall, but instead of a boring shopping mall, you go, you walk through six or so themed environments um, that uh, are just incredible to look at. It uh, one of them, for example, is called World End Utopia. It's uh, it's like a near automata style um, style world, and you walk through the end of the looks like the end of the world just happened. And there's different booths there. Um, and another one, just a radically different one, uh, would be called Nursery Rhyme. And it, the whole theme there is you are in a small room and you're in a child's dream. You you go to the storybook and then you descend into the child's dream. And at the end, you ascend back up into the room again. And in the whole world, you see all these items in the child's room that are put into the world to, to illustrate his dream. So it's just a wild experience going through these different uh, different worlds and seeing all this, all these booths that people have put together. Yeah, like uh, Nathan and I jumped in there, and, and and our minds were just completely blown, especially for some from someone that isn't well versed in VR chat. It, it kind of is a little bit overwhelming because the the whole scale of this thing, like the market, is huge, like it, it's humongous. And then, like you say, you've got these individual worlds within the market, and I think we went through like an Alice in Wonderland themed world. Yeah, that's the child's one. That's yeah, the child's dream around. one. Yep. Right. Right. Um, and it was really interesting, like as we were exploring the world and looking at the market stalls and all the items for sale, uh, we actually bumped into a thrill seeker who was uh, live streaming uh, from within the market, showing off uh, his new avatar that he had just bought in the marketplace. Um, and he was kind of explaining, telling us how it all works and what it's about. Um, so other than sort of avatars and digital items that you can buy from these little market stalls that people set up themselves, I take it. Um, can you actually, you, you touched on that you might be able to buy physical items as well. So real world items, mm -hmm. a bit like that, that scene in Ready Player One where Wade goes into the Oasis and buys his haptic boot suit and gets it delivered to the real world. You can actually do that in VRChat as well. Yeah, so so there are a few examples I've seen in there. So one of them I'll take from one of the uh, the regular first the regular worlds that you see the thirty five or so um, that are, have booths from any norm, any average like community member, right? Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, this this booth was a booth for VR, or it seemed like it was for the specialty lenses that you would put between the headset if you uh, if you have different uh, levels of eyesight and you need oh, to put like these in. Yeah. Prescription inserts. Prescription right. inserts. There we go. Yeah. Right. So, and uh, yeah, so that's one example. So the, the booth was highlighting that, and then you could click, go to the website, and then order those. There was another booth. This was in Real Tokyo, which is the official corporate booth world uh, that takes place in a crazy virtual recreation of Tokyo. Uh, and uh, this booth in particular was in a virtual 7-Eleven, and... Uh, 
the, actually, that was the booth, by the way. It was a virtual 7-Eleven. You'd walk down <laughs> it, uh, under it, and uh, and you'd see two things. You'd see the uh, the VR chat. So get this. So they're selling in Japan, in 7-Elevens all across Japan, which is like the de facto convenience store, the VR chat virtual market crossover T-shirt. Um, and no it, way. Yeah, it has my little pill head on one of them, too. I didn't even realize that. I'm like, shit, I'm, well, I'm in a 7-Eleven. Like so, so you're saying you're selling merchandise in every 7-Eleven in Japan? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Seems <laughs> legit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do not personally get anything for the pill head on it, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering that, I am still poor. Um, but, uh, wow. Yeah, but wow. It's, yeah, it's really cool to see that. And then right next to that in the 7-Eleven, this is now the virtual 7-Eleven, um, mm-hmm. there, there is a little stand for the Nier Automata 2B and 9S avatars. So Square Enix is officially selling those two avatars in VR chat. So wow. People can buy those avatars. They can be them in VR chat, and it's totally that's, cool. It's an official avatar. The same thing wow, with the that's Sonic. That's amazing. Group. Yeah, that's crazy. Sega. That's yeah. crazy. So, what I am wondering is that when we jumped in and we wanted to buy something, as you said, you know, you can open the website and then uh, you know uh, buy the stuff you want. Um, what about currency, virtual currency, that you would be able to use to buy stuff instead? Because you know, going to the website is like a step mm. kind of like back into the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying. I think that that could be uh, something that could be explored and potentially with monetization and things like that, um, virtual currency. Uh, but as, as it stands right now, the, uh, the interim solution here is to have that link to the website. And things are always going to get better and better. I, I foresee Virtual Market 5, for example, you know, improving upon Virtual Market 4. Uh, so we'll we'll see what that has in store as far as uh, as different mm-hmm. ways to uh, to purchase those items. Yeah, and the uh, the thing is, like the virtual market for it's a it's a timed limited event, right? Correct. So it's uh it's until May tenth. So I'm not sure when this podcast is going to air, but uh, actually when it airs, they may have like a day left. But uh, the thing with all virtual markets are they uh, are a timed event, but then they will usually bring them back into VR chat about. I'd say three to four months or so after. Yeah. And then you can revisit and check those worlds mm-hmm. out again. So what's the reason why it's like limited? I am guessing. So the virtual market is run by a company called Hiki. And my best guess is it's just more of a, uh, a marketing business decision to. Uh, so when you think of a timed exclusive event, it gets more people in there looking at the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and creates more of an event out of it than just a persistent world that people can casually visit anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the um, the little stalls uh, and the items for sale, they're mainly made by the community. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. They're, so uh, it's people, people that have created like uh, custom avatars or like custom items that you could decorate like a virtual home with, right? Yeah, correct. Um, so a lot of them are, yeah, those kind of custom items or even avatars. And uh, so I would say that, 99% or so are made by the community and there's only that one world out of 36 that's the corporate booth world. Yep. Right. But, and, uh, and in terms of like um uh the platform like that's on the PC side. I don't I don't think you can do this on Quest, right? Uh so this year there are no Quest compatible virtual market worlds. Uh right. last year they they had one it was a sort of a basic little Quest world that you can go into and explore. Uh, but, however, things are always subject to change for Virtual Market 5. They may explore more uh, 
more quest worlds at that time, but I'm not sure their specific plans uh, mm. for that. But they do have quest compatible avatars in Virtual Market Five, so you can still purchase. Go into desktop mode, I guess, if you had a quest, purchase a quest compatible avatar, and then upload it and use it on your quest. Mm. Awesome. So, so in 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 a regular mall, in a real one, you pay rent as a shopkeeper. Now, how does it work like in the in the virtual market? Can people just get a spot for free and then start selling or do they have to so well, you know, they pay rent? Have, <laughs> pay yeah, virtual yeah, rent. Here, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I'm 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 not sure how the uh, the share works between the virtual market hiki company and the people who have booths at virtual market if there's any sort of cut they take from that, but as far as the application process goes, uh, you are, uh, they start it way in advance, like months in advance. And uh, it's a very stringent process. Uh, you sign up. I believe for Virtual Market 4, they were very open to just allowing a lot of different people to be part of it. Uh, for Virtual Market 3, they had a lottery system, if I remember correctly, where just randomly people were lucky they got to be part of it. And then the other ones, you know, they they did an alternate market after the virtual market ended um, for those booths. But uh, either way, the way the process works is they sign up for the virtual market, and then they're given their the world that they're in. So if they're in that nursery rhyme world or if they're in that futuristic world, etc. But then they are given a, a basic template um, Unity file that they open up. I was in one of them. Uh, somebody had a... Uh, a booth in and they just showed me the example file and all they are given to look at is just a bunch of blocks placeholders like four or five for different other booths around them and then there's their booth so they have to put their whole booth together and then send it back to virtual market and then they 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 have their guys put it into the uh, the world and get it oh, ready wow. by by the time it launches yeah must must be so strange like for example mike you know starting his own shop selling like uh, virtual gpus and then he ends up in like this alice in wonderland place like am i really gonna sell my stuff from here it's like the <laughs> surprise of like where you're gonna do it you well, know? No, they, they know they know the theme i believe where they're gonna okay. be doing it like they'll know if it's an alice in wonderland style world i, I don't mm. think they will know their exact position in no. that world so but it's great to them. to know up front because then you can theme it together like we have seen certain people having shops that kind of blend with the environment so they are not seeming to be off in any way so so it's nice mm -hmm. to be kind of up to date with that um but yeah that, like that's amazing i like the the community of vr chat is so strong and so creative and so passionate that this stuff just comes off the ground you know it's it's impressive and you you don't see any other social apps pulling stuff off like this this is very ambitious this is this is big in a in a way that is almost like it's it's like already living in the future mm -hmm. well most are still struggling to even think of stuff like that but here mm -hmm. it's like it's happening and they're just trying and, and you know that's that's what i like about you know let's say the um, like asian culture in general they just want to try something out and then they see what happens and, and do you think like um a lot of this is possible because of like the com it's community driven yeah rather than than something that you come up with yourself so yeah, that's, that's the amazing thing about VRChat. Everything is that you've seen pretty much to date in VRChat is community driven, right? Uh, it's it's really I, I'm a firm believer in the the power of 
of individual groups of people to do their own thing and make really ma magical, amazing things happen, right? Uh, but uh, we have we provide them the tools, we have the platform, and they are able to uh, to create these wonderful things. Some point they sometimes they get to a certain level where there's a bit of involvement from VR chat, like I described earlier uh, there. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's all community driven. And I do want to point out as well, not just uh, like a Japan this doesn't just apply to things like uh, in countries like Japan, like all over the world, we're seeing just uh, really inventive things happen in VR chat. I've even heard like word of uh, Western uh, uh, countries working on their own alternatives to virtual market and things like that. So cool. Um, Interesting. There's, there's lots of stuff being worked on. So we're going to see, see like a, a Dutch market soon, a British one. And you, you could, it's all possible. Like all themed. <laughs> yeah. Going to Amsterdam, buying some, some tulips. Yeah, <laughs> virtual Amsterdam. <laughs> That's the thing about the virtual market is that all the pricing is in yen, right? So, like you know, if you want to buy like a custom avatar, you have to do the conversion in your mind into dollars and then pay in yen, right? Well, that, that's that's for this one, right? And uh, and the ones previous to this. But the, the interesting thing here is Virtual Market. They they started a global team, right? Um, this mm -hmm. was just recently. Um, so you you haven't really seen the effects of it for Virtual Market Four, but for Virtual Market Five, I imagine we'll see a lot of big changes due to the global team, and right. uh, it'll be a lot more international friendly for those mm -hmm. those events. Yeah. And do we have that's to wait till next year to see that? Well, or, that's or the thing. They. I, Last virtual market was in September of 2019. So what this now it's about May. So mm -hmm. less than a year away. I think they do. Okay, uh, cool. it's, not, it's not exactly twice a year, but yeah, something mm -hmm. close In to that. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So moving away some, from sort of like uh, the virtual market, let's just talk about VRChat in general, because I think we could talk about VRChat in general for, for, for hours and hours, but in I just general, want to, sort of, I just want to yeah. to touch on a few <laughs> things. Um, because just recently we've yeah. seen uh, the sort of uh, rise in people using full body tracking, you know, like multiple Vive trackers on their feet and their hips uh, to show full body tracking in VRChat and also the use of haptic vests where... Uh, people can uh, touch their avatar and they can feel uh, the response, uh, you know, the haptic feedback in real life. Um, do you think this mm. is just the beginning of this kind of, uh, you know, technology that we can exceed, we will see in the future in VR chat? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's 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 actually it's been even happening since like a few years ago, since the HTC uh, Vibe trackers were a thing. Uh, mm. but, uh, yeah, for example, one big community in VR chat is the dance community. And, uh, you might notice if you looked, uh, if you look at our Twitter, we just retweeted today, so it would show up under May 7th, but there was a tweet from this person called Makoto underscore VR of a dance battle taking place in VR chat. And I've seen a lot of VR chat dance videos. I was blown away by it, but this one in particular, you see this person just doing full-on backflips one after the other, breakdancing on the floor. It is, I don't know how they did it, to be honest. I know it probably involved some sort of wireless uh, headset in addition to the trackers, but this kind of stuff goes on every day. There are big dance communities in VR chat where they get together and have dance competitions, and uh, there's there's nightclubs with full-body dancing as well. Uh it's it's quite impressive with the full body stuff. Yeah. Have you ever used any yourself? 
yeah so i got um so i actually got full body back in my last apartment so i'm down here just for reference in san francisco where as you might imagine the the apartment space is pretty small uh but uh, either way uh so my last apartment i got full body tracking the vibe trackers i still remember i came in with them on and i I've never been so excited to see my legs like move. I just came in doing like the whole like, you know, the Russian dance where you're kicking your legs up into the air. And uh, yeah, I just tap on people's shoulder and be like, hey, look at me. Look at me go. Um, and, and, yeah, do that whole thing. And uh, yeah, then uh, but 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 for me, it's it's still personally, I would I'd like to see those those um, trackers just have better battery life and be uh, be easier for the average person to use uh, because yeah. right now it's, it's they're hardcore. People who use trackers love them, and they use them all the time, but they mm-hmm. literally have battery packs attached to their body to keep the <laughs> the trackers going because just they're yeah, in so I, long, you know? I remember watching uh, Thrill Seeker talk about that, and I think he was saying that he was having battery packs strapped to him as well. Um, but also these Vive trackers, they're very expensive, uh, and they're hard to get hold of now. Um, and I wonder if we'll see maybe Valve create their own or maybe, you know, allow these kind of, I know it was teased a while ago, like open source trackers, you know, that people could use themselves and make themselves. Uh, so I wonder if that will become a thing uh, in the future. But it's definitely yeah. exciting to yeah. see, like, uh, the use of this technology and certainly how people are using it, like you say, for dance-off parties. That just sounds incredible to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I could easily see... Uh something happening in the distant future like uh, if you ever i don't know if you guys have ever seen like you know there's american idol for singing but for dancing there's so you think you can dance on tv i could yeah. see them taking that fully digital and uh, having uh, people in full body tracking suits in <laughs> vr do the dance competition yeah if you ever need a couple of judges uh, shoot, you know you, you know where to look right <laughs> oh yeah i know right yeah could be, could be. Yeah. are you a professional dancer um no, no, apparently. <laughs> so nathy did so play something uh, that channel I'm, five I'm, recently i did <laughs> yeah I, I was very good at it no no I, I i can totally rank people you know i will put my virtual sign in the air giving 10 points no I, i'm totally down for that how did how do you uh, enjoy those the that how long did it take you to beat i heard it was like 40 minutes 45 Ish. Yeah, it was like it was like uh, I think thirty minutes for the story. Yep. Uh, but I was very good at dancing. You know, the better you nice, dance, you nice. know, the faster the campaign goes. But um, something that I really want to ask you is, so for for a lot of people, well, not everyone, but some people, um, you know, jumping into VR chat can be kind of daunting because you have no idea where to start, basically, because it, it, it's it's full of possibilities. Mm. So let's say if you're you're a beginner. Okay, you're someone who just got a VR headset and is like, okay, you know, I want to try some multiplayer stuff, some social stuff. I see VR chat. And then w- w- what should they do? Of course. So first off, you know, I, I just want to emphasize that we are continually improving upon uh, all these uh, all these like issues you talk about, like with a new player coming in, how do they know how to get started? So mm-hmm. we're continually uh working on making that easier for the uh, for the player yeah. coming into VR chat for the first time but uh but I I say right now it's best to just think of it like uh you know the real world you go into uh you, you go into you have a bunch of bars in front of you you walk in you're solo right or you go or you go let's just say a different example you go to a a meetup.com event right you see a bunch of people around treat it like that you know try and get a feel for the room 
if it feels like you could vibe with that scene, then go up and try and introduce yourself, try and talk up some people. If it doesn't, there are so many more worlds that you know you can go and check out. I think, though, the worlds are a very important part of this. So uh, people tend to hang out in worlds that they, um, they feel a connection to in some way. So, for example, people who are into Japanese culture might go and hang out in the Japan Shrine. So I'm looking at like the world menu right now, the hot worlds as I'm sitting in VR chat. So there's 400 people in the Japan Shrine. Maybe, you know, some people, you know, if, you, if you're into Japanese culture, you'd go there, you want to practice Japanese maybe. Or if you are planning to have some, you know, drinks with you, if you, you know, you're doing like a quarantini or something like that, and you're getting your buzz on, there's drinking night. <laughs> you know, like, you know, check out that, those worlds. I mean... Uh, there's just all sorts of different themed worlds that um, okay. uh, if you, you scroll down, I'd say check out the worlds under the hot list. Um, check out the worlds under the uh, Udon Alpha Spotlight, which is the new visual scripting language we introduced just a couple weeks back. Um, these are all interactive worlds with games and things you can do. I think mm-hmm. those are a really good way to break the ice and meet people while you're playing a game or doing something like that. That okay. sounds great. Like yeah. feeding, oh, feeding the ducks, because... meeting new people. Yeah. 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 yeah, that sounds great. Feeding the ducks. Yeah. Um, so, okay. so one so thing, um, what... go, on, go on, Nathan, go on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, so we wanted to, do, to talk about one more thing, and that is memes. Okay. Mm. Because VRChat is a place where you can become a meme, if you want, if oh, you feel like yeah. it. Yeah. So as you said, like, you know, if, 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 if you're not into feeding ducks or, you know, um, getting drunk in VR, then you can also become a meme. And there are so many people who actually, you know, become the meme. I like itself. your two examples, feeding ducks or getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for those that's who are like, you know, getting drunk or feeding ducks. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 well, that, that, that's me from Monday to Friday feeding yeah, ducks, right. and then in the weekend it's <laughs> getting drunk in VR. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so so we have seen not only people becoming memes. Uh, you know, the Knuckles meme is, I think, one of the the best examples I can give as as something that completely blew up and. VR chat taking completely off on 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 YouTube on on TikTok on almost every platform that supports video it's it's crazy um, and it became like a culture on itself almost um, but uh, what do you think of of um, let's say YouTubers and, and and people who are on TikTok using VR chat to express themselves you know making pretty much art uh, in video form. I, I think the whole thing is great. Um, I, one one thing in particular I enjoy about it is the remixing aspect. The remixing aspect. Uh, so somebody will will bring in an avatar like you just mentioned, like Knuckles, right? And then mm-hmm. a big part of why that became popular as well was people they took that avatar and they remixed it into so many different versions, right? And they just kept adding on to it and uh, and so on. So sort of like you mentioned TikTok, right? The same way TikTok works with somebody creates a cool video and then other people remix that video into different things, right? Um, it's like that, but visually and with with uh, with art and 3D models and animations and shaders, it's a really cool way to express yourself, to find a community to fit in with as well. Uh, and uh, I think it, it, it works in a very special way to help people like I mentioned earlier, young, especially younger younger folk, to break the ice when they come into VR chat with other people, 
if they if they join and they meme around with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen the explosion of like, um, you know, uh, YouTube channels like Josh Dub and Molly who use VR chat mm. as a platform to, to, you know, to orchestrate some scripted sort of like, you know, funny um, play almost, you know, that they, they act some stuff out. It's normally hilarious. Um, and, and do you see the sort of response to that, you know, like uh, interest uh, sort of increases when these videos sort of drop? Or do you find, you know, more people using the desktop to access VR chat because you can access it via a desktop as well, right? You don't necessarily need to have a VR headset. Yeah. So uh, actually, this is roughly two years ago. So 20, back in 2018, uh, mm. Road to VR published an article just recently that, that referred back to an interview they did with, with Graham, uh, the creator of VR chat, and mm. where, where he mentioned that uh, at that time, uh, it was roughly 30% of the users in VR chat were coming in with VR headsets. As you can imagine, that was two years ago, and there are a lot more VR headsets out now, that number has increased, right? So yeah. we still have uh, we still have desktop users, obviously in the app, but we have a lot more VR users, and I think it's a great way to have a. It's a great new way for YouTubers and Twitch streamers to connect with their base, because a big mm. part of streaming on Twitch or YouTube is creating and fostering that relationship with your viewers, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it creates just a whole new level for that connecting with your viewers where you can have them come into VR chat and, uh, and really like you know, follow you around and they can see firsthand all the cool stuff you're doing in the app. Um, we had, um, there's several examples though. Yeah. Of just that happening in the past with, um, uh, with different, different YouTubers that have come into the app. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So to, to kind of like wrap up, um, our talk, and this is like this this has not necessarily anything to do with VR chat but uh, so so last year um, you were at Oculus Connect we even right, yep. hung out for a moment it was great really enjoyed it I thought you were you know wearing a a red hat but apparently not maybe maybe life. one day I'll come into an IRL was a bit, conference I'll, I was a bit <laughs> with disappointed the rigged up hat yeah <laughs> <laughs> you should do that it's like easy to recognize you'll, you'll uh, see me for a few seconds before they escort me out um, by, secu <laughs> by security <laughs> you know security yeah, yeah. brings me out you should, you should definitely watch out dressing up as someone yeah no it happened to Viper as well last time oh, uh, dressing up as Deadpool so yeah, yeah. Uh, beware but uh, <laughs> the, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, you know, because of the whole, you know, uh, pandemic, um, Oculus Connect has to sadly go virtual. Um, mm. uh, or sadly, maybe maybe it's going to be super lit. Who knows? Um, we haven't seen it before, so time will tell. But uh, from someone, you know, who has seen so much in VR chat, what do you think they're going to pull off? What do you think would be the most logic and works and is kind of... Well, still uh, easy to do in this good, short amount of time. It's a good question. So I'm I'm thinking of it, if as if I were Oculus, right? And I don't know what Oculus is working on, right? <laughs> so I have no idea. I mean, I don't know how far they are. Of course, we all know about uh, uh, Facebook Horizons, right, and uh, things like that. So I don't know how far they are with that sort of tech. But uh, depending on that, they they might uh, either if I were to think this over, either do their Oculus Connect virtually using some sort of existing tech, or if they're not ready, they might they might try to go through other platforms for Oculus, for the next Oculus Connect. Um, I, 
I'm trying to think of how much expression they'll allow, right, at a virtual VR Oculus Connect event or any conference for that matter, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. you go to those conferences, you see everybody, like we just said, they'd escort you out if you were in a wacky suit. Would they mm. Would they allow people to meme it up at, you know, Oculus Connect 7? <laughs> would they Would they allow to, for people to come in in interesting avatars, or would you be restricted to the mm. same per, you human yeah. avatar you are in the real world? Yeah. Um, that's true. But it's also yeah. hard to moderate speech. You know, people can say whatever they want at any moment uh, without yeah. getting kicked out. You could, yeah, you could argue that, I mean, maybe uh, in the IRL event as well, though, people could say anything they want. <laughs> That's true. Somebody, That's true. That'll also get kicked out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody overhears them, it probably it might even be easier for them to hear if people were saying bad things at a virtual yeah. conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moderators everywhere, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think personally they'll just they'll play it safe with a, a live stream, yeah. you know, like a a YouTube live stream, something like that. I don't yeah. think uh, they'll live go stream. too fancy with this one. I think it's too early. Um, but certainly, yeah. you know, with VR chat, you know, showing yeah. off what's possible with the virtual market, it's certainly yeah. opening people's eyes up to what could be possible in the future. Um, and I think it's been yeah. really interesting to talk to you uh, about, you know, VR chat and, and the virtual market for and and I think, you know, if you want to de- dive deeper into what VR chat has to offer, you know, if you haven't tried it before, I'd urge you to go check it out. And like like Pill said, you know, check out some of the, the starter worlds. And there's definitely a, a nice community there that will welcome you and mm. sort of show you the ropes if you need to know. And also, you know, if you don't want to dive into VR chat, but still see what it has to offer, uh, follow uh, uh, VR at VR Pill on Twitter, uh, because like he said throughout this uh, interview, you know, he posts uh, regular video clips and uh, images that he's taken whilst uh, exploring what VR chat has to offer. So uh, go follow him there. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate you taking time yeah. out to uh, talk to us. Uh, it's yeah. been really, really interesting. D- definitely. Just wanted to leave you this one more note here that uh, just like everything in real life, you know, making quality friends and connections takes time and effort. So keep that in mind when you come into VR chat. You know, it may not come magically the first day, but, you know, just, just like anywhere else, you know, if you put effort into yeah. it, there are people who have made long lasting friendships in VR chat and they've met up in the real world as well. Sounds sounds like my friendship with Mike also took a while, you know. There you go. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bill. Have a good one, mate. Yeah, man. All right, Thank you. Guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So that was an interview that Nathan and I did with VR Pill. Let us know what you think of these interviews in the chat and maybe some suggestions of who you'd like to see on the show in the future. We'd love to know your suggestions. But now, of course, it's time to hand it over to Zim for the latest releases for this week. So I think we've got some juicy ones, uh, right, Zim, lined up? <laughs> no, these ones these have been juiced. Yeah, all... They've already been squeezed? squeezed. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I, can't, I can't take any adjectives seriously after watching, you know, a half-hour video on VR chat because... I know. Anyway, <laughs> you've seen Amazing. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God damn. <laughs> anyway, let's get back into our... Get our serious hats on uh, for the first uh, release this week. <laughs> All right, so uh, the first one, and I promise you this is not an adult feature. Uh, This is called Anatomy Explorer uh, 2020. So this is a $29 app. Um, So this is by Virtual Medicine. And the oddest thing about this is it's a re-release under a different name that was on PSVR earlier. Um, Anyway, I'll tell you what it is. So it's designed for educational purposes and contains all the human body parts and systems in their best quality. Um, I'm showing a PSVR trailer due to uh, too much penis. Let's be honest. We get enough of that in here already. So uh, the Rift trailer is uh, is, is full-form nudity. Uh, this one actually was called Human Anatomy VR, 
before it then transformed into Anatomy Explorer 2020 uh, and is out now for, for Rift, which is weird. Very, very kind of a change, strange transformation. Um, this contains a whole bunch of different systems. I mean, we're talking skeletal, muscular, nervous system, cardiovascular system, respiratory system. I mean, it's got all the systems you could possibly want. This is human anatomy VR. Lymphatic, connective tissue, reproductive system, the Nintendo Entertainment mm. System, the digestive system, all the things that are in your body. So um, in this app, you can, like what you might remember from an old, uh, the old launch of the Vive, you can slice the body from any angle, uh, you can separate out thousands of substructures and sift through those like pieces of uh, like, like like a cleanup squad might do at the scene of a brutal murder. Um, and then teachers like uh, gaming science teacher might uh, also test their students with this app. It's mm. got an in-app feature that yeah. allows you to um, check the results and how good people are at their at anatomy. And the best uh, PSVR remark uh, on this one from the previous release of the game was dear principal our school needs a psvr so that is uh, a douse yeah. in education yeah, yeah. i think but the I think, lab you know, do, you, do you guys remember that that application from the lab mm. where you could also like scan yeah that's what uh, i yeah. that's body. what i meant yeah the yeah. lab you could yeah. take that kind of two-dimensional plane and kind of just go through the body as if you cut uh, yeah, it in yeah, half yeah, 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 it's yeah. the same kind of feature in this but the thing that really caught my eye it, for those watching the video you can literally explode the body into all of its pieces mm. and reassemble it so, yeah, yeah, I think as well, like, you know, if you're stuck at home with, with kids at the moment during lockdown and, you know, you need to educate them, yeah. you know, what an amazing way to teach your kids about, like, you know, parts of how the bo human body work yeah. than showing them through the, the power of virtual reality. I think yeah. that is an amazingly powerful tool. And I think it's really undervalued in terms of, you know, the future applications of, 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 of its use case for education. But yeah. I think this is great. You know, educational apps are amazing. I it, think. Th th that's, this is way better than that, that like dull skeleton they had in, in our classroom with all those mm. plastic pieces. <laughs> like this is like, you can really see it coming to life and you can yeah, really dive. And, and I can. much prefer this from the real thing. No, well, the real, I, real I, thing. I, I did not find during my training. I did not find that fun whatsoever. Yeah. That's really nothing. Well, for getting me. into the yeah. frog stuff. No yeah. real stuff. Humans. Oh, humans. Yeah. No, I yeah. like I. I've been there as well. I used to shelve dead bodies uh, for, <laughs> in a morgue, so I know what that's like. That's uh, not fun. Um, but yeah, it's not for everybody. So this is a nice, clean way you can uh, get to know the body. And uh, like my cool. kids were asking, you know, oh, what is that part? And it's like well, you can show somebody, and then that that kind of memory it is going to stick with them. I think that's exactly be... why I featured it, Mike, is because I like to, well, we're stuck in this spot. And as you guys know, I talked earlier about being, uh, you know, a parent in these, in these trying times. Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, you have the, a lot of people are caught at home with their kids who would normally be in school having to play teacher. Mm -hmm. And so these apps can really help you out. So I think it's, it's great that they re-released it. The only thing that I found a little dodgy is like, why re-release it under a, a new name? for about six pounds or eight dollars more i didn't quite understand that this 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 should be a genre on all like all platforms you know education and have these in there mm. because yeah. usually these apps are hard to find you know on steam we have seen them before yeah. and they get buried yeah. under actual games and stuff it should be collected somewhere because they're super useful really good point the, th the thing is though if, if someone comes up to me now and says to me do you want to play doctor I'm going to think something completely different. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> As I said, that was Anatomy Explorer 2020 featuring at a home with Rowdy. <laughs> that was out on the 7th of May, so pick it up now. You can grab that on Oculus Home. 
All right, next up we have uh, for my driving spirit, Mini Motor Racing X, which again is another uh, re-platform title. This used to be on uh, PSVR. So this is a toy toy car style racer, uh, and there's a few features to this that that I find interesting. So let's uh, let's talk through those. It's got 50 plus tracks. Uh, it's got support for four players in multiplayer, including a variety of different modes. Uh, it's cross by between the headsets that it's on, so Quest and Rift. Um, you can upgrade your rides. There's quite a bit of like livery, and actually it matters quite a bit to racers. Upgrade your colors, customize your car before you jump in with your friends. It's got Bumper Ball, which is essentially Rocket League in VR. Um, mm. Probably the closest that I've played was Tractor Ball VR, <laughs> oh, which Mike God. and I played. Oh, God. Do you remember no, turning a little bit green with that one, Mike? Uh. I do, yeah. <laughs> That was uh, uh, so. This this is something that like I like the fact that you kind of get. I think it was GT. He and I were playing a little bit earlier. It, um, it also reminded me of Blaze Rush, yeah, this Blaze old Rush. game where you were top down. Yeah, and maybe fantastic also by a Russian team. Toy Box Turbos. Toy Box Turbos is another one. Good, good call, Nathan. But the, the 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 funny thing is that like it's not just top down. It's not just looking at the table and watching the cars drive around. Uh, you can also get in the car. Um, the only thing that I would say is, and again, hearkening back to when Mike and I played that lovely tractor ball game, uh, it flipped my stomach. Like it, I had to step out of VR after a half an hour in that because you are literally doing like full on proper drag racing with a virtual mm-hmm. wheel. You can think about like the, uh, the Wii wheel from like Mario Kart back in the day, but you get a virtual one of these and you're controlling it with, uh, with, with your controllers. It's not the only method of control. And I was quite impressed that it had different options. You have like the, I can just use the analog stick. I can steer with the wheel. But to me, I, I mean, but, I, 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 I I find that the comfort settings in the game, like I'm glad it has the ability, like they opaque the windows. Uh, you can't have a real steering wheel. You have all these different settings that you can flip between, but taking them all off, I did not find the game comfortable. But, but, and usually I find these games okay. Driving a car in VR is not necessarily making you motion sick. So is it because when you're in first person, it feels like you're not really driving a car, but it feels like you're there's something surrounding you, but it's you kind of floating through like this yeah. level? Well, because that, that's well, something I've seen before in the, racing games. Yeah, motion the sickness sick. comes from the disconnect between the visual system and your vestibular system. So if your visual system says, oh, I'm moving very fast, because in a car, what you're doing, you're still moving yeah, very fast okay. and your vestibular system will still pick that up, that that speed of movement. Mm. But um, I, I can tell you what it is, because I play a lot of racing games and, and you know, things like Dirt Rally, where you're drifting sideways around a corner, don't bother me. Uh, this did, because there's a lot of lateral movement, mm. um, even in the bouncy ball, where you, you have people T-boning you on the side and you're drifting left and it's very it's quite visceral to driving like if you if you went top down tabletop that would be totally comfortable mm-hmm. and i think the good thing is they've been through a couple of iterations so if somebody buys this i think they'll find maybe like me they dip into the hardcore settings and then they find themselves backing off of that because uh-huh. yeah because i've got a pretty yeah. good iron stomach and if it doesn't work well for me like that setting is really fun and that would be my preferred method but in my first go I couldn't do it. I couldn't do more than and, about and a half lot of, an hour. The, the, let's not forget that a lot of people get sick in the car as well. Again, yeah, because yeah. of yeah. that disconnect. Because yeah. it's, you know, you, you see yourself moving very fast, but your vestibular is not picking it, it up. It's interesting though to see this one getting released on Quest with the whole approval yeah. system system being so focused on you know comfort and stuff like that, and then also having Death Lab on the other side. 
So it's yeah. kind of like, what's going on with that? Like, I, I think this game is great. <laughs> But, you know, what's up with the approval system? Because this one I, seems to be fine then. So yeah, wh I, I where are you going? I didn't find uh, Death Lab to be uncomfortable. I just didn't find no, it but everyone was safe fun. compared to, you know, well, uh, this, this one this is you way jump more in. adventurous. Yeah, this you jump in and the, the, the default settings are, are smart. They're good. They're, they got blinders on the cars. Uh, even if you jump into that mode, you start defaulted at the table. So yeah, yeah. to be fair, I went looking for, and I usually do, I look for discomfort, you know, but, but not focusing on that. What have you got? Like we, we don't have Blaze Rush anymore, really. It's not, it's not an active community or whatever. That used to, used to have eight players. It was fantastic. I absolutely still love it. I can still remember the levels where this like uh, combine harvester comes chewing the cars up behind you. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, that was amazing! Was best. So good. And it, again, if you have a couple of friends, I think you can still probably get that working. Um, but I believe support for the modern headsets actually dropped off at some point. So I'd have yeah. to check that before. Do read Steam comments before uh, buying that game. But um, Mini Motor Racing X, it was originally a 2D game. They brought it to PSVR. They brought it now to Quest and Rift. It is cross-buy, so you buy it on one platform, you get it on both. Mm. Um, and the price of this one is $25 or £20. Um, and it was it, it, it will launch on the 14th of May, so, so not too long. So something uh, that I just noticed when I played this game, because I also checked it out as well, and I do, oh, yeah. I do think... Um, there is a lot of lateral movement because it's very drifty and arcadey, and I think that's what causes a bit of motion sickness in the first-person mode. Uh, I felt a little bit like that as well. Um, but something interesting, uh, aside from the game that I found, was that this supports cloud saves. Um, so when you when you fire up the game, you have to authorize cloud saves, and it has cloud save system between Rift and Quest, which is something we saw initially... Um, like uh, established in uh, Phantom, Covert Ops, yeah. uh, which will be dropping mm -hmm. uh, later on, uh, sort of cross-save between the two platforms. But yeah. it seems like Oculus are rolling this out for other games as well now. So That's good. Uh, I really like that feature. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, nice. it's, it, it, it's one of those parody with Steam features, isn't it? Where you're like, yes. I've gotten accustomed to this. I've had it for years. You come to the platform and anyone who's wiped their Oculus home and killed all their save games and got, ah, yeah. oh, shit. You know, like my Marvel, um, yeah. my Marvel Powers United one, you know, my precious yeah. oh, save Oh, God, game. yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did I lose? I, yeah, I, I lost cloud saves, hopefully, it can just be the, yeah. you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Standard thing in the future. Exactly. We want it as a standard. So we've talked about Anatomy Explorer. We've talked about Mini Motor Racing. Um, and this next one, uh, which Mike spiked to me, and I'm glad he did, because I've been seeing this all over feckin' Twitter for ages, and it is the most, like... The heebie-jeebie app that you can get, Hand Physics Lab, <laughs> on SideQuest, um, which is, if you really want to take advantage of the Quest's ability for hand and finger tracking, well, now you can. This is, like, the first app that I've seen that has, like, really been, uh, put a lot of quality into it, and there's, there's, there's a lot of play in this. This isn't one of those, um five-minute toy-with-your-hands, you know, jobs that kind of app developers rush to the store. This is a bit more fleshed out. So what, what can you do in this uh, crazy-ass experimental project? Um, firstly, this is this is by the same people behind the, the VR game Holoception. So those who've seen it, um, yeah. you'll immediately feel the flavor of Holoception through this. Just some of the visuals, the characters, feels a lot like it. You can play with buttons. That doesn't sound too interesting, but stay with me. Controllers. Uh, hammer, knife, you can stab a doll, you can finger paint. That is really compelling to me. I've not done this yet, and I really want to do that. Uh, there is an interactive guillotine. You can literally get your arm chopped off and then watch your fingers wiggle around. I mean, this thing is... It, it, it's great. I love that they didn't, like, hold back. They created this this app that is... Um, looks really fun. And I have to quote... I love quoting people um, from SideQuest. Chris and Joe, just 18 hours ago, said, hands down... 
best game ever with hands and is, capitals, there, is there, of course. Is there any official uh, hand tracking game already on Quest or not? Not no, right? don't think so. Because this this could it, be like Toy Box in a way, like the next is, Toy Box. So official hand tracking games has been teased, and uh, it was Fast Travel Games who teased the picture of um, the Curious Tale of the yeah, Stolen yeah. Pets yeah. with a, a native hand tracking support, but they've not officially announced yeah. it yet. It was just a tease. No, but this, this could be like, if you make this, uh, let's say, co-op multiplayer, you could create a new toy box where you can just yeah. hang out with someone else. And that would, would again, like, yeah. redefine an, an entire category of games, right? If they would really start implementing that. I, I mean, if I look at this trailer, it, it looks like it works, like, brilliantly. Right? Yeah. But I mean, they're gonna not put their failure scenarios in the trailer. Like, no, of you course. Know? But, but even but even though, like you know, if yeah. you see the possibilities that the trailer shows, yeah. it's it's impressive. That, that yeah, with tech that, that launched in November, right? Like it's crazy. It's like I mean, every yeah. everyone has that little potato finger that always twitches uh, when you're using hand tracking, right? Yeah, no matter what <laughs> yeah. you do. No matter what you do. So that's uh, that's hand physics lab. Uh, if that if you, if you haven't to this point had a reason to go and get free? side quests, it's free. Nice. Yeah, you, you, free. It, you just it just pushes you over to itch, which is where the product was originally available. So, um, okay, yeah. The last thing uh, because it's been Swappy's week, and Mike talked about uh, the extent to which PSVR has been getting a treat. Right. Uh, I feel like. Things are going in both directions now. It's a bit mad. So uh, the first one I wanted to talk about is my second all-time favorite VR game, uh, which is which is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. If you want a game with balls, and I'm talking, you know, GTA style, like, let me do what I want to do, then this game is an absolute treat uh, from start to finish. And it has just landed on PSVR. Um, I mean, it's not cheap. It's $32.99, so it's not an inexpensive game. Um, but it takes you through New Orleans. You're able to fight off zombie hordes. And my God, that is a gorgeous game that seems to have had, from, from what I'm hearing from reports, excellent PSVR treatment, um, which yeah. is shocking if you've seen the gameplay, seen the physics in it, and just think about the fact that they're using move controllers for some of this, uh, this interactivity. So, yeah. I yeah, spoke I to um, gorgeous. Gamertag uh, GT, um, who's obviously played through the game previously on uh, PC yeah. and now is playing through it again on PSVR. And he said the port is one of the best that he's seen and yeah. it worked flawlessly. So yeah, if, you're, if you've got a PSVR and you've been waiting for this title, I think you're going to be very happy with it. I, I think the, the people who have... to do with like the way that they constructed this game, you know, mm -hmm. that they... Because we when we first played it, we said they were kind of moderate on, on, on kind of like comfort levels, mm -hmm. you know, that they were like not pushing the limit but that makes porting such a title yeah. to a, a platform that doesn't have those kind of features a lot easier like it, it, it's a standing experience you know where a lot of the yeah. combat happens front facing and not really around you necessarily yeah but i mean it's just like oh i'm so glad it's they nice. got it i mean it's like the thing is for me and, and many of you know my favorite uh title is uh is, is skyrim still in vr so now <laughs> psvr hosts the two top which is really funny when you look at the hardware you know it does you don't have to I have the best hardware i thought it was a domino game was the domino game oh gadgeteer, gadgeteer? please yeah, don't yeah, start yeah. that i'll have you know we we bought a marble set for one of my kids recently. <laughs> I don't know. nice i'll send you the pictures after yeah <laughs> i did get hooked into that a couple other quick mentions uh, i won't be rolling any more trailers that was uh, that was the fun gruesome one to finish this off audio trip uh, landed on quest 
Megalith, which was the PSVR title that's now come to PC VR, is a MOBA uh, massive online battle arena and and or multiplayer online battle arena, and and that's got its full release, uh, including PC VR. So if if you've been kind of pining, like wondering why aren't MOBAs coming, um, there really have been very few in that in that game genre, which. Mm. I like what they did. Um, I would be curious to see if their extra gods or whatever you call them, the characters you can play, mm. actually brings the game to full form. Because on the on the PlayStation, it was an expensive kind of MOBA demo, if yeah. I wanted to call it that, because it only had three people you could play. Um, and that was more than a year ago now. Yeah. And then finally, Pixel Ripped uh, is also coming to PSVR. Uh, Pixel Ripped 1995. So I did get my first uh, hour and a half with that on PC. I, I'm really smitten with the with the look and feel of the game actually i'm only an hour and a half in or so but the animations and the general polish i feel like they they really you know the first game had its kind of like lack of polish if you want to call it that it definitely felt indie this feels more like a polished title Uh, i know you guys have caveated that it kind of might be a little bit plainer as a journey for people who have played the first game 1989 and then are revisiting um i'm yet yet to conclude my playthrough but uh if you're a psvr fan um Forgive me if I'm wrong. The first one actually land on yeah, PlayStation. It did, but yep. very yeah, late, yeah, good. very late actually, because uh, yeah. I think they uh, they didn't get approved or something, and then it took a while. But this time they're already, you know, on uh, on on time. Pushing. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, there you go. PSVR has gotten so wow. much uh, in crazy. such a short time. It's like people, people complain. People complain like, ah, and, uh, as soon as PlayStation VR 2 is coming out, it's going to be a while and now there's nothing to play and Iron Man is not coming. Help, help, help. And then suddenly this happens. I'm like, is someone just looking at like, oh, let's just, uh, okay, let's throw this out there and let's see if they like it. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I, lo- I love seeing <laughs> such a steady flow of releases. We've really uh, had it since, it's so funny, since the whole kind of pandemic thing kicked off, we've actually ha- been treated very well as gamers in the VR in the VR realm. So, yeah. Uh, Keep your fingers crossed that this that this uh, bounty of fruit may continue yes, for a yeah. long time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, new Walking Dead trailer was really nice as well. Yeah, it's sick. Great, oh man, with the vignetting and everything, it like really they cool. really did it justice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, so we're just going to wrap up the show now. Uh, so just a reminder: this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show, live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR, mind blown, using big screen TV. So go and check that out if you haven't already. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version so you can listen to while you're doing your chores or you know having a little walk out and about enjoying the sunshine uh, check that out on itunes soundcloud and on spotify hit the like button and make sure you subscribe to the channel we'd really really appreciate it we'll be back on the show as the usual time next week as always so until then have a great week in vr and uh, take care bye-bye for now see you later